Cubs and uh, yeah. All right, guys, welcome to the Cleveland Moto Podcast number 392. Light them up, boys. Excellent. To my immediate left, Oscar. To mouthful of beer. Uh, to my to his immediate left, uh, Steve Sleepy. Yes, and to his left, Dan Krupke. And to his Nigel, he's back. Christmas and replacement. Yep, permanent. Yep. Oh shit, he's funnier yep. now. Now, yep. not <laughs> not for nothing, but. You never see those two in the same place. No. And to his left, <laughs> Johnny Mac. And to his left, Steve Hoffert. Yeah. Uh, buddy in Sweden, stoked. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for, to my fans in Sweden. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. The Dude. triumphant return of Grumpy Sewer Guy. <laughs> Here's a personalized message for him. Hurt you, Bert. Bert, 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 I do like Volvos. I, I love many of them. I'm a huge <laughs> Volvo guy, too. It is. Absolutely true. Uh, well, so I will have to preface this by saying last night I had a fuck you moment on an electric motorcycle. Oh, and it was one of those ones where you go, "Hello, I guess I was asking for that." So we had a customer trade in a uh, zero SRS, which is you know pretty tall fucking cotton. I mean, the hundred and forty some pounds feet of torque and zero to sixty and faster than I just said that. It's really a fun bike. It does all the right things. But it is like getting a used chainsaw. The person who had it before you makes all the difference. I got a used chainsaw from Dan Kromke. Safe. Safe. Never felt more secure getting a chainsaw from anybody. I knew it was maintained. It came with an extra chain and all the fun stuff. It didn't go through 25 nails. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't used as a rototiller. Right? <laughs> oh, Not till I got it. Um, but it, it's absolutely true that electric motorcycles, how the person had it before you, if you're buying it second, makes all the difference in the fucking world. Now, you might think, or you know, I would hope that you'd think, uh, that you'd get a motorcycle that's less than two years old, right? You're, you're like, yeah, that, that's going to be a safe bet for real, right? And how bad could it be? Well, it, it shouldn't be bad at all. It should be ready to rock and roll, especially when it has less than 3,700 miles on it. Badass. That's super and cool. It doesn't need things like valve adjustments yeah. or anything. Carbs can't be bad. Carb or yeah. something. Yeah, it, it doesn't need a carb. You, right, valve, no valves, no chain to adjust. Right. And also due to the Bosch motorcycle stability control system, impossible for you to over rev it and damage the engine. Mm -hmm. Almost impossible for you to crash it due to excessive acceleration and loss of traction. Because even if you put it in sport mode and you just whiskey throttle the son of a bitch, unless you have actively gone in and turned off the traction <laughs> control like a maniac because you're like, I want to do wheelies, right? But unless you've done that, the bike literally will protect you from your own damn self, right? So getting a used zero that you sold mm -hmm. and you know the guy came in and did his update and everything else with less than 3,700 miles on it is like, bring it on, baby. I'm, I'm here. So... I, I, the bike came in and the bike showed like 35% uh, on the, on the battery. So I was like, Oh, you know, I'm going to go out later. I'm just going to go ahead and chuck it, you know, chuck it on the level two. So I chuck it on the level two charger. And you know, by the end of the, you know, a couple hours later, I'm just kind of wandering around. I was like, Oh yeah, I'm going to bring the bike in and Oh, there it is. hundred percent. Great. You know, no worries. Unplug it, bring it in. No, I'm going to go out tonight. I'm going to go out to the bar tonight. 
So I, I left the bike out and I got all my cool shit on and work day was over. I had, you know, set my sights on Porco and unleashed hell. Like, I mean, just went for it, baby, because it's a zero and you can do that. And you're just like, yeah, let's let's really see how good this bike is that I just got on trade. Got on the freeway. <laughs> Sorry. Up to 120 miles an hour, like nothing. Just zip right up. And I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. And you're just doing the thing in the traffic. Just zing, 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 zing. And, you know, you traffic slows down. You slow down to 100 bucks, you know. And then a hole opens up and you just hit the thing and you go to 120 miles an hour again. And the cars are like, they just think it's Tron because you just <laughs> appeared out of nowhere. You're trying to keep up with Miles Garrett. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I got to Porco and I was like, oh, that's so much fun. And I looked down at my state of charge and I had left it 100%. Oh. And I had arrived at 36%. Oh. It's not that far. No, it's not that it's far. It's not that far. It's not that far. And so I was like, huh, oddly concerning. But you know what? I did just cane it for all of whatever eight miles it is. Right? I was going to say, not even, not even not 10 miles. Not even 10 miles, right? Yeah. Right, not even 10 miles. So I was like, okay, uh, you know what? I'm overthinking this. <laughs> I had the turbo cord with me because they come with a turbo cord. So you can plug it into a level one outlet and it'll give you level two, or, you know, it'll give you level one charging, but through a level two input. Okay, fair enough. So I was like, maybe I'll plug it in on the patio. Mm -hmm. uh, patio was packed. I didn't want to roll my motorcycle in there. I don't want to be an asshole. I'll just leave it the way it is. So, you know, we do a Porco. We do our thing, you know, a couple of drinks, whatever. Have a good time. Uh, it's, okay, now it's after midnight and I'm going to roll home. So I go out and I turn the key on, 60%. <laughs> now, people who own electric vehicles will know that's called bounce, right? Uh, that's called bounce. And bounce is really a good kind of warning for you that your state of charge is not an accurate representation of what's really inside the motorcycle. Yeah, the balance, like the cells aren't balanced. Exactly. This motorcycle has four bricks, four power cells, 3.6 kilowatt hours each all together. But inside of those cells are hundreds of other flat pack batteries that are similar to what's in your telephone. Okay. And hundreds of them. Now, here's the thing that most people don't know. If you have an electric vehicle and you charge it like this, oh, 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 are you, are you hungry? Are you hungry? Here's a morsel of power. I'm going to charge you to 48%. Oh, oh, you're hungry again? I'm going to charge you to 53%. I'm going to charge you to 75%. All of those batteries go out of balance. And you're not getting an accurate read of the real battery health. You're getting a read of the highest battery health. Now, if you got one fella in there of the hundreds of batteries who's like, oh, I'm at 100%, you may have... 498 little fellas in there who were like, I'm at 31%. Right. Because you got to leave it plugged in for a good day and a half, two days to bring everybody else on board. And this is what happened. I left Porco. And of course, I knew that I was in a kind of a bad situation because that 100% that number that I was basing my data on was not accurate. It's like a volume versus pressure. It is an absolute mm. example of volume versus pressure. And when I left um, this place, I had 3,090 miles. 3,090 miles 
on the bike, 3090. Remember that number. When I ran out of electrons, approximately two blocks away from my house, after being on 0% for well over six miles, (laughs) I was at 3,118 miles. Those of you who are good with math will know that's 28 miles. So yes, sometimes 100% can only give you 28 miles. Now, in the zero's defense... When I got at the bottom of the display, there's a thing that says, your power supply has been depleted. The, the dashboard is still on. And when you can read your power supply has de- been depleted, the bike will go approximately another 300 feet. And then you're coasting to wherever you're going from there. It's just you and nature. <laughs> now, on the way home from Porco, I had pushed it to eco mode, which is going to keep me from going over 75 miles per hour, right? <laughs> And I made myself smaller than a Russian ballerina. And you're lucky it wasn't cold. Right. If it was cold, you would have made it two feet. (laughs) (laughs) So I became a tiny, tiny insect on the back of this 500-pound motorcycle. And I stayed in that position with with my hand under my chin, looking through the actual real windshield, which you know on sport bikes, the windshield is not an actual windshield. It's a fake thing that you look over. They could be any color that you want them to. You don't really, nobody looks through those. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. There's a time when you do. (laughs) And I did the whole way home on the freeway. And what kills me is when I did run out of electrons, completely down to nothing, well past zero, I shut the bike off. I sat there for a moment. I contemplated my situation. I realized that if I had to push it, it wouldn't even be a bad push, right? It'd be like, up a quarter mile, down a quarter mile. Nothing, right? That close to my house. But... You got 10% bounce as soon as you turned it back on. I turned on it back on again. And as soon as I turned it on again, the number still read zero. Mm. It still read zero. But it had more than enough electricity to get me home. Wow. So it, it just, I just whoop, right in my own driveway. Pretty fucking funny, if you don't mind <laughs> saying so myself. Because so, they want to be balanced. They do. Yeah. They do want to be balanced. So now, I mean, it's probably a good thing that you ran them all down because now you're going to have a chance. To well, run. we do know they're empty. Thank you. Well, they're, <laughs> as empty, they're as empty as engineers would let us go. Right. Because that is, a, that is a truth with electric things. Like, yeah. if you have a lithium battery in your DeWalt or your Milwaukee, and you're like, it's dead. Oh, yeah, you've damaged the battery, dude. You can never run them down to zero. Mm. You're going to damage the battery. And then, like, magically, you, like, have a smoke break, and you come back, and you drill 73 more screws with it, right? Yeah, because the engineers know that we're fucking stupid, right? (laughs) They know we're dumb, and so they put a big old false bottom in it, as you Mm. do. And um, so I I did get a a big kick out of that. But it is... It is a real thing. So I thought I'd pull this up for you guys. Can you guys see that? Yep. 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 So that is, what does the range say? Zero. Zero. And what does the state of charge say? Zero. Zero. And I looked at that for seven miles. Yeah, I looked at that for seven goddamn miles. Does the zero, so like with my, my, when I was flying the bigger drones, Mm -hmm. I'd have these six S packs and stuff, Mm -hmm. these giant, they're like $800 for these packs batteries, right? Right. And so I'd every 25 or 30 flights with them or something, I would put them on. I have a very specific charger and it would do a balancing exercise where it would bring them down. It would condition the battery. Conditioning the batteries. Yeah. So does it do that automatically? Yeah. So here's the trick though. And this is kind of the moral of the story. Okay. 
Occasionally, according to Zero, according to Zero's owner's manual, if anybody ever read the fucking owner's manuals, <laughs> which, by the way, the Zero owner's manual is not a paper book that's under the gas tank of the bike. It's a PDF? It's a, no, it's a living... <laughs> It's a living document inside the app, oh, so they can make changes to it. it. Yeah. So the owner's manual that you may have read when you bought your 6.2, was it? What was your zero when you got it? 6.0? 6.5. What year was that? The year of Six our Six years ago? Yeah, right? So yeah. when you got your bike, the owner's manual, it came with a, a thumb drive. Yep. Now it's in the app. Well, as technology moves forward, big fucking surprise... As technology moves forward, they change the owner's manual as they write different firmware and make the bike better in some way. Because in one overnight, customers went out and turned their bike on, and they went from 102 pounds of torque or pounds-feet of torque to 116 pounds-feet of torque. Free. That's our gift to you. Go ahead. Uh, As far as the balancing thing, batteries can only really balance themselves when they're being used. Right. Because... If I have two 12-volt batteries, and I wire them in series, so I put the positive to this and the negative to this one, yep. and I have the two other leads, a, a positive yep. and a negative, yep. and they're just sitting there, yep. that's doing nothing. It's doing nothing. Because no current is running through both batteries you at the same time. you got to the flow. If you hook it to a light bulb, right. then it makes them balance. Because now they work. Now there's a, a circuit, well, right. and the current is yep. running through both batteries. But they... And one battery will charge the other until they they reach yep. a, they balance. Yes. Yeah, but but like all the bigger batteries, you have to put some sort of small or some sort of load, load on them. Well, that's what most like all the batteries I had that are over anything over two cells all come with the balancing lead charge. Yep. So there's a whole thing where all those exactly what you're saying, so that each individual cell is Controls then being it, yeah. it's be, it's reading the voltage and then and the computer is bringing it up and down to match. Yep. Because so, the app on the the zero app shows you the difference between the the uh, each of the batteries that's and. Right. The diagnostic codes on the BCM will tell mm-hmm. you how balanced, like when you're out a certain amount, it tells you to do something like, uh, and this is why run it down and charge it back up. Or we're having this conversation because sometimes I want to yell at customers and I'm not allowed to, <laughs> but I can do that here without naming names. I don't care what forum you're on where somebody who doesn't own a zero, but is waxing philosophically about all the science he learned in the 80s, is telling you you should never charge your batteries over 95%. Well, there's some wackos out there that don't, and they wake up in the middle of the night and unplug their bikes, and it's like, are you an idiot? (laughs) Okay, now here's why I'm saying this. there are a lot of idiots. The reason Unky Phil got 28 miles of range out of a indicated 100% charged vehicle. The reason I may have had to walk a $24,000 motorcycle home is because the previous owner was active on forums <laughs> where somebody said, don't ever charge your bike over 85 or 90% because you'll harm it. Forums are like weather models. Well, no, you know what? Yeah, that exactly. But also, if you go back to like the late eighties, nineties, and stuff like that, same those guys were probably into something where they were using nickel cadmium batteries or um, nickel metal hydrides. Yeah, nickel yeah. metal hydrides. Because yeah. I remember when I raced RC yeah, very cars, different. 
That was you didn't. You never wanted to go to. 100. And they didn't have software built into them no. to protect themselves. Right. Well, that's the thing. They is, were dumb batteries. They were just a, a negative, an anode and a cathode, and that was it. And that's what you had. And if you wanted to blow the motherfucker up, yeah, have yeah. at it. Well, and that's the thing. Do you right. think zero is really going to say a hundred percent is a like? Did they whatever whatever that battery is supposed to be charged to is what it's getting charged to it's when it tells you that it's at a hundred percent. Yeah, there's a voltage where it's going to stop, and it's never a problem to charge it to 100%. It's a problem to overcharge it. So if it's at 100%, if it's, you know, a 12-volt battery and you've charged it to 13.5, and it's now, even like a 12-volt battery really charged up will sit at 13-something for yeah. a while. But if you continue to throw 15 volts at it into into eternity, it's not going to take that, right. and it's going to mess with the chemistry in the battery. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure zero. I mean, with a lead acid, it would just, you know, all the water would evaporate out of but it. With all the software, they have to have something where it's, it's slow charging it at off. some point. It, yeah, yeah it, it shuts it off. If the, if the cells are within balance, I think it shuts everything off. Yeah. So it's 100% as indicated by a smart charger. Right. So that's... It's nothing to do with what fine. the actual battery's at. Yep. Right. Yeah. So, in case you're one of those people who feels the need to go on a public forum... What do you mean, those people? Thank you. Amateur engineers? Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, I own a multimeter... Got mm-hmm. it for free. Harbor Freight. It's got all I, I, kinds of buttons on it. It's wonderful. I you mean, got a free 9-volt battery, motherfucker. What's that's that what triangle you thing? You could do a lot with that. <laughs> right. right. There's no, no shame There's in the Harbor no, Freight but, thing. But the, Get it, learn but, how to use it, and it can yep. actually be yeah. very valuable. And, and that, and, and why this is so important is we have to acknowledge that you are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Compared to the person who designed the thing you just bought. Have you been talking with my wife again? (laughs) (laughs) Or or his boss. Uh. (laughs) And the reason, you know, the reason I think it's, it's really, you know, the reason I think it's really, really important to understand that is you have got to understand that when you think. I was so happy not to be at work today. (laughs) (laughs) So would you guys like to take a look at this? This little um, thing that I pulled up off of Zero's actual website, you know, off of ZeroMotorcycles.com. Okay. So this is the specifications for the new Zero DSRX, which is their adventure touring version of the SRS. And this is, you know, this is a shit hot vehicle any day of the week. Any way you slice it, this is great. And I hope you're happy. But so the power pack. Is it an SRS with TKC 80s on it? Just like. I, I hate to be right all the time, but they don't call me the Oracle for nothing. <laughs> it's, it is exactly what we wanted it to be, which is a SRS with elevated suspension and TKC 80s on it. Yeah, I mean, for lack of it. But anyway, I'm oversimplifying it. What does it say? It says the nominal capacity of the battery is now 15.2 kilowatts, right? You can read it. It's right in front mm-hmm. of you. And it says the maximum capacity is 17.3 kilowatts. Cool. Kick ass. The charge time, 2.7 hours. Now, what does it say right after that? Yeah. With 110% charged. Yeah. Right? This one goes to 11, motherfucker. <laughs> right? This one goes to 11. Literally. So if you have a 6 kilowatt rapid charger, which is how the premium ships out, you know, when you when you do that, you can charge this bike to for 1.6 hours to get to 110% charged. And this is that thing where I have to tell you that I know that your simple brain is saying that doesn't work. Because anyone who ever says, dude, I want you to give me 110%, 
that I've always, I've already murdered that person in my head. But in this particular case, because of that, with battery technology today, if you charge it and you leave it plugged in for two goddamn days, dogs and cats aren't going to mate. Owls aren't going to fall out of the sky. Your bike's not going to blow up. It's not going to burn your garage down like all those other things you buy from China that you leave plugged in all the time, even though you shouldn't. Like the six-fold battery on my tractor that I left plugged in for six months and it turned into just... Lead plates. Mount Vesuvius. <laughs> it was just lead plates. Imagine if you would have been there when it caught fire. It, it would have been spectacular, awesome. right? Wait, when is that? When did that happen? Way before you. Okay. okay. You were encamped on my. Because um, oh, I have a solar charger hooked up anyway. to it, and I, I maintain those batteries. Right. So here's the point, the, you know, the takeaway for anybody who's concerned. Just go ahead and plug your shit in. Yeah. Do not be micromanaging your batteries. If you want to set a charge target at 95% because it makes you feel good, because all these vehicles, if you have a Tesla, if you have a Chevy Volt, if you have any electric vehicle whatsoever, now in today's firmware, almost all of them give you the opportunity to set a charge target. So you can say, I only want this to charge this much and then stop charging. Even though you're still plugged in, I want you to stop charging. And hell, with zeros, you can even use your phone to be like, ooh, override the charge target. My flight comes in from Nova Scotia at 9.22 p.m. I want to go see my side piece. It's, she's 71 miles away. So, hey, Mr. Zero, I can cellularly tell my Zero to ignore the 95% charge target. Charge that thing all the way up. Cook me up a battery. Exactly. Right. Get me ready to go so I can make a nice big round trip and get away with it. So you can do that. That's where technology is right now. But the fellow that we got the bike from was one of these guys who's like, oh, I never let it charge over 85%. Well, you know what? As the guy that rode it to Porco and barely made it back to my house, You're wrong. fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. Because your 100% state of charge was a lie. Now, it was 25% state of charge. Not even, right? Yeah. I mean, well, not even. So. Well, but probably he was actually pulling the cord and saying, yeah, yeah. you're oh, yeah, done, yeah. instead of... Right. Setting a limit he, right. and letting balling itself yes, right. to that level. He's the same guy, too, that when he goes to a gas station with his gas-powered vehicle, yep. when it first clicks, he doesn't put any more in. No, oh. You can put another gallon and a half if you're Thanks. Serious. Yeah. You know what? You can do all those. All these EVAP <laughs> canisters that come in here that have been turned to bricks of hardened Play-Doh, I'll let you do the next five or six that come in here. Cars. I said cars. I said, no, it's the exact I same thing. the EVAP canister was your reserve tank. Yes, exactly. <laughs> when, when I, I worked in radios, I mean, we had the smartest of smart chargers for radio batteries, and, and it would tell you as soon as you plugged it in, <laughs> it had to sit there for a minute, but it could give you the, the serial meantime, number, I'm a half it would give you away. the state of charge, it yep. would give you the estimated time of charge, yep. but then it would also give you the projected charge. Right. So it could tell you if that battery, like sometimes it would say 82%, right. meaning the max that that battery could charge was 82 So It's what, the health of the battery. So what that little smart charger was doing was yep. instantaneously putting a load on the battery, yep. Letting it charge for a few seconds. Seeing Oscar, how- do you want to grab that little, there's a little brick, there's a little um, a Showa battery charger that's over there by those two lithiums in front of the television. And then there's a battery underneath it that has the cord hooked up to it. If you want to just, you can unplug it from the, the wall if you want, just to show, you know, as a graphic training aid. This is not fucking new so, technology. But what it does is it, it charges yeah. it, it yeah. for, a very, for a very precise amount of time. Right. Then it gives it a very precise load, yep. Yep. and then it figures. Oh, then it looks at what what it, you know. How much did yeah. it charge it up? Yep. That little precise load. How much did it deplete it? We know exactly how good the battery is. Exactly. Just, just in a few seconds. 
I have a lithium optimate lithium charger right over there that its main feature in life is to charge lithium motorcycle batteries or lithium car batteries. And it has a positive and a negative. It has no data wires. It has no Mm. other information at all. It's simply saying, I'm going to charge you up, but I'm going to charge you like a lithium. We're going to edge, bitch. We're going to edge. I'm going to get you to 13.4 volts, right? I'm not going to take you to 14.4. I'm not going to get you anywhere near 15 volts because that's where the fire comes out, okay? Now, even this Shirai right here, so the Shirai battery charger, if you look at it for a 12-volt circuit, Mm -hmm. I'm going to pass it around. You can just all take a look at it. You can see how many terminals there are. There's six there are six conductive terminals, not problem. two, not positive, negative. There's data terminals as well. What John's saying is so important because if you want a battery to last a very long time, we must first acknowledge that in the anatomy of a battery, there is more than one cell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And However many cells you have inside that battery, you must be able to acknowledge their existence, determine their state of charge, and do something to it to allow it to get to that point. And that right there is the difference between, yeah, it's charged, and no, you saw a green light. (laughs) Right? Because I assure you, if you work at a motorcycle shop for two weeks, you will hear the following statement. Yeah, man, uh, I don't know what's going on with my bike. It won't start. I, I turn the key on, the headlights on, horn beeps, you know, it's great. I turn the key on, and, and all I got is click. Turn the key on, click. Sounds like John's Kia. Right? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but, but, but I had it on the Optimate over the winter. I had it on the battery tender over the window and winter, and I got a bright green solid light. So I know it's not the battery. You don't know shit. You know that that little tiny circuit in that battery charger, that battery tender, which is one half of an amp, you know that that thing just saw something resembling 12 and a half volts. And you could have parasitic loss in there. You could have... That's a lot, yeah. I'd like to say, take that battery, and I'll let you hook it to Oscar's nipples. Because he likes that <laughs> sort of thing. It happens. Yeah, but, but it ain't going to kill him. He won't even, it won't even light him up. Now take the exact same battery. He needs 120 volts at, at least. least. Take the same battery that's three years newer. And now all of a sudden it's still 13 volts. Same voltage. But one of them has amps. The other one has no amps. And that's called phantom voltage or surface voltage or whatever term you want to use. But it's enough to fool these small little cool $50 battery tenders or $50 optimates or God forbid, $10 fucking Harbor freight battery maintainers. <laughs> That's just throw those away. Now, if you have six of those in your garage, go out and do yourself a favor, throw them all away because all they do is lie to you. You're like, Oh, that battery's good to go. It is good for nothing. All you did was lightly murder it. You never gave it enough amperage to charge it beyond that little surface voltage. Well, I think There's definitely too- a place in the world for your old school dumb charger. That's what you I was know, just going to say. You hook it onto it, you hear it going... That's right. I got one from Kropke and... Let it go for about an hour, your battery gets nice and warm. Oh, the one... As soon as Kropke <laughs> gave me that, I immediately opened the box and looked at the box and I looked all over it for a safety switch. I looked all over it for a thermocouple, right? And I was like, nothing. So many of today's modern chargers, even if you buy the big metal heavy thing that looks like your grandpa had it, they have a safety switch where they won't throw 12 volts unless they see 12 volts. 
And so that's no shit. Crap. You got to pre-charge your dead battery. Yep. And, you, and you know what's cool about the old ones, too, is if you have, and I don't recommend this if you're yeah. at a place that can burn. But I mean, like if you have <laughs> if you have old lithium batteries and they're below voltage, so yeah. like two point nine or two point seven volts per cell per or something, cell. Yeah. you could like you can put them on a standard old school yeah. normal twelve volt lead yeah. acid battery charger for just five minutes. Yes, and it'll yeah. pump that voltage up enough, just a yep. little bit. You got to be careful because if you go too long, they'll they'll puff and explode. But if you do right. it for a little bit, mm-hmm. it's just enough that your real battery charger yeah. will now see the battery and it can bring them yeah, back. I do it all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like grandma's chairlift's 24 volts. So if Peggy leaves it on and it goes down to 14 volts, oh, yeah. then the smart 24 volt thinks it's 12 volts right. and it says it's charged. Yeah, because it turns so it over to a 12 volt circuit. Yes. Yeah, so oh, I that's go maddening. Get, so then I have to go get two batteries, hook them up, hook 24 volts to that, and then ah. hook it up. And once it sees 24 right. volts, then I can unhook them. Then yeah. it wow. goes into a different range because it auto-ranges. It's auto-ranging. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So that's that thing is like today. Or I'm, tear it all apart, charge each 12 volt, put it yeah. all back together. I know that's horrible. Today I told a customer that I will bet him the cost of a new battery. That if he brings his bike into the shop with this battery that he says he knows is good that I will definitively prove to him that his battery is not good through the use of a proper load tester or... It's like this, 12.54 volts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. gone. <laughs> or I said through the load tester that he already has that came with his $5,000 motorcycle that's called his motorcycle, right? <laughs> because every motorcycle is a load tester, right? right? And that's true. I mean, that's absolutely true. Get out your Harbor Freight meter. Right. Hook it up to your battery. You don't even need to. Turn the key. Here's how you do it. Yeah. You turn your key on. Check. Try to start it. You hold the horn button. Right? And now press the start button. If your horn goes off instantly and nothing happens, guess what? Time to buy a battery. Here's another trick if you want to do it less violently. Go ahead and turn your key on and hit the horn button and turn on your turn signals. If you've got an older motorcycle and that horn goes, if it sounds like a British police car, congratulations. I've just told you how to turn your motorcycle into a load tester. And now you know that battery is gefucked and you should just go buy another one. As opposed to telling a professional that you know it's not your battery because then I know you're not a very smart person. You never know it's not your battery. I mean, You, you can't just say just based on voltage. No. no. As Steve no. mentioned, I was having some problems with my batteries, but it made me think. I'm like, what would it really cost to build this really like weed whacker motor with an alternator on it that's about this big? Oh, you mean, <laughs> like, you mean a gasoline-powered powered just, battery? I could just mount it under my hood. Yeah, a gasoline-powered battery. my car, my battery goes dead, I right. just give it a little ripcord. Yeah. I start that up. Give it, give it 10 minutes. Do you know what they call that in the world of aviation? Kicker battery. An APU. Yeah. It's yeah, all it's all it is. Source. Yeah. So every car could be you could at least hand start it. You could yeah. start that yeah. and it would eventually start your car. I, I put a switch on mine that's automatic. Yeah. That if it drops below like twelve point five volts, right, it shuts off the battery to the car. Mm-hmm. Then you hit the button, so your battery's always isolated. I would I was wondering huh. why, to your point, why nobody ever just took a little generator yeah. and hooked it to your motor and to charge your bat oh, sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. You know, then you have another that. gasoline motor powering a source of electricity, but it's your car engine instead. Like, what am I going to do for my daughter? What do I want her to have? So right. if she's dumb and her battery goes bad, you know, everybody yeah. does it. Like, yeah. 
I think that idea with those batteries, you said with the button. They, when they get down to 30%, um, okay, you push so the I, button. Yeah, I'll take a second and show you. But uh, I won't make Oscar go. Well, well he's looking for it. I just wanted to say go. real quick that I had to break up a girl in high school because she was a professional load tester. Yeah. <laughs> I think that the, uh, the thing that you need to get for your daughter to cure her problems is a AAA card. Yeah, right. That would fix it. Yeah. Okay, we're going to... Yeah, remember... Um, Astute or very, very uh, observant podcast listeners will remember a little while ago when I had brought out the new lithium batteries from Parts Unlimited. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shameless yeah, plug. Yeah, yeah. Yep, the and the motherfucker felt like it was an empty case because lithium is so light compared yep. to um, a traditional AGM or uh, absorbed glass mat battery, right? Mm-hmm. Like what we're, most motorcycles are using today. And we're not going to talk about lead acid because that's for fucking cavemen. And, uh, you know... Oh, I spilled my bike and all my acid burned holes in my pants. Why are you playing around with acid, you fucking weirdo? Uh, But remember that lithium battery, Mm -hmm. the Parts Unlimited lithium battery, had a button on Mm -hmm. it that when the battery got down to 30%, the battery would nerf itself out. It would shut itself off because you left the lights on, asshole. And then you could be like, oh, that's right. I did leave the lights on or whatever. You go out to your bike and you find you left a key in the on position. Never happens to me. But sure, why not? Or if you have a Harley Davidson, you left it in the accessory position because fuck Harley Davidson, that's dumb. Uh, why do you have an accessory position on your motorcycle? So you could stand there and listen to your music. So you music. could stand there and listen radio. to your music until your battery dies. Well, and also back then they had instead of LEDs, they were running like what kind of like you know illumination devices? Mercury vapor lamps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Mercury <laughs> vapor. Generally, yeah. You could turn it upside down and signal the liberators coming in. Right, right. right. So if you are poor. Don't worry, folks. We have a solution for you poor people, too. Yeah. I found a battery that has no lithiums in it. Hmm. Yet, it has intelligent circuitry. And so, right on the top of it, um, there's a button that says push. And uh, it says push. And it also has an alarm in it that will alert you if it gets too low. And you can set this alarm, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For real. Um, it's real. But as when I pass this around to you, you will immediately ascertain that it is not lithium. Whoa. Yeah, because it's got a lot of fucking gravity there, yeah. buddy. It may be a little heavier Oosh. than a traditional YTX-12, right? That's pretty cool. But it does have an onboard voltmeter, so you can actually go out and know yeah. how dead your battery is. And But you can program it to uh, give you alerts at different levels of voltage so that you could, in fact, protect the battery. Now... This battery is far less cromulent than like a Yuasa because it has the word chrome on it. And my rule regarding motorcycle parts is if anything has the word chrome on it and it is not actually chrome, it is probably shit, right? So like anything that is like show chrome deer whistles, those don't work, right? (laughs) Right. Anything that is show chrome flashing, you know, trailer hitch bumper lights, that's fake. So that battery says chrome on it. So we know its quality is pretty goddamn low. And I know the price I paid for it, and it wasn't very high. <laughs> and it is an AGM battery. So once you fill it and you drain the electrolyte into it, it gets absorbed into the uh, glass mats. And you can flip it upside down then and, and get weird with it and get funky with it and it won't harm it. But. Not? It is a very interesting thing because it bridges the gap between I want a $200 lithium battery that's going to kick much ass 
or I'm still not trusting lithium because I saw a video once of somebody burning their house down with a Chinese flippy doodle scooter and <laughs> watch the video, man. It's fucking yeah. frightening. Yeah. Uh, that guy's house goes up fast, but for people that of just course, aren't willing to go to lithium yet, that's a way to do it. And, or as we like to joke, like, that's a Moto Guzzi with a fly-by-wire ignition system, right? So, it's it's a rock with a very high-tech stick hook to it. We had charge guards that we installed yep. in the cruisers. Yep. And you put the radio and all your accessories oh, yeah. up to this thing. Yep. And it'll stay on for a half hour and then shut off. Right. Or if the if it reads that the voltage in the car has gone below 11.5, yep. it'll shut off. Yep. So why don't all cars just have that feature built into them that if you're sitting there and everything's on... What's the reset protocol? A big red button, like, well, on the dash. The, what do you mean? The reset protocol is there's a button. You just right. push the button in, right. the, in the charge garden, yep. and it'll let everything come back on right. for a second. And that's why civilians can't have it. Yeah, because they would just hit it. And keep One it. button is way too many fucking buttons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was more than the cops could handle. <laughs> this is my point. Yeah. This is my point. There were dip switches, too. They yep. with the dip switches. I, I, this is the thing, right? Do they if, call you to push the button? Well, my radio turns, it won't stay on for hours at a time while I sit. So I flipped all the dip switches, and so now it'll stay on for two hours. My battery oh. keeps going dead. There is a particular product that we sold for a long time, and it had ein button on it. And that one button was just to reset it. You know, press and hold that button to reset it. Yep. And they brought out the new version of it. No buttons. Yep. And no kidding, because we got fucking 80 phone, 80 phone calls a year for like, I don't know what to do. I, I pressed and held this button. I pressed it, you know, I pressed it 400 times and it didn't do anything. And I'm like, yeah, because you got to press it and hold it for five seconds. So the new one, you just rub. So no, the new one, you literally <laughs> unplug it. Mm. And you unplug it. Well, Steve's... And then you plug it back in again. And well, I like mean, that's a car, the level would, of... Like with a car, you should just have it so that if you leave yeah. your key on, yeah. you leave your lights on, you walk away, whatever happened. That, that, you come back, everything's off. Yeah. You turn your key off, and you turn it back on. My Toyota Tundra has that. And everything's Or good. had that. My, my 08 Tundra. Yeah, absolutely. I leave shit on. Like, leave everything on because we're doing our thing. You know, listening to music, having a great time. Got the key in it. Keys in the accessory position, whatever. And we're having, a, having fun, and 25 minutes into the fun... Or like I leave the dome light on or something because I'm putting my tent together in the back of the truck and 25 minutes in, yeah, it's doing that. It's built into the Toyota, but there's no button. What You're right. You turn the key off, you turn it back on again. And that's what that is. But it's hilarious that our society as a whole is so nerfed out that we are to the point where ein button is too much. Yeah. It's really fucking weird. One too many, if, one too many the, buttons. If the hearse doesn't start, it would be said that it's got a dead battery. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, one. right. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. And that's exactly yeah. what you're right. here for. And there's... <laughs> you look, just look at your hood and you go, was, yeah, there's not much life left in that battery. You were you sure it's not Chris Smith? That was, that was way better than a Chris Smith oh, yeah. joke. Yeah, Chris well, Smith would have had to read it. When your hearse... <laughs> you print out the internet. Yeah. Uh, when your hearse dies... Huh? Do happens. you call a tow truck or do you call a bigger hearse? Yeah, right. Right. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it is a getting into older vehicles that are more analog. And when you're cleaning your vacuum, you are a vacuum. You cleaner. are a vacuum cleaner. Uh. <laughs> that's exactly. <laughs> Whoa, dude! <laughs> wow, wow, oh, that's deep. Wow. Yeah, deep shit, man. Yeah. So, did anybody do homework? I did. 
I, I, I brought a small one. I'll, I'll, I'll start it up. because I, I like when he reaches into his pants and says, I brought a small one. <laughs> I have a real quick one, though, first. All right. All right, all right. It's, not, it's not homework. Wait a this second. is listener mail. This is an important, important question. Oh, 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 okay. And right. I think I'll I need the it. entire think tank of all these people here Ooh. to actually get the answer together okay. for this guy. All right. all right. This kid, some of you know him. He's a sanitation worker in New York City. He's a, a happy worker up there. Last name Nasty, first name Chaz. He's a fan of the podcast. Oh, yeah, we know Chaz Nasty. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, this is a pretty dumb question, I guess, but uh, my Harley that I have <coughs> has the crappy original Dunlop tires that came with it from 1998. It definitely slides out a little bit when I make yeah. left-hand turns, and it doesn't seem to like to stop. I'm a little nervous to ride now. Should I change those? Do you think I'll die with those still on Don't the bike? Don't turn left. There you go. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah. Just... Yeah. Go 100 miles an hour, and if it'll go that fast without the tires breaking up, they're safe. Right. They're yeah, safe. they're fine. And you know... Um, <coughs> also, you got to scrub the old rubber off. If I'm going to tell you a little something about your crappy 20-year-old Dunlop tires. Those aren't crappy Dunlop tires. Those are amazing Dunlop tires. They really are. Mm -hmm. The Harley-Davidson, the made-in-America Harley-Davidson Dunlops are some of the best tires in the world. They are. They, they, they're ridiculous. Even the bias plies. They're insanely well-built tires by anybody's standards. It's the 20-year-old problem. Yeah, I was thinking that, yeah. Right, because I don't care if your motherfucking tires from the great god of Continental Pirelli whatever himself, <coughs> when they're 20 years old, they are lumber. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they're petrified. And yeah. They, but you know what? They'll last forever. Yeah, they're drier than the Crypt Keeper's asshole. And if there you can burn no about way... a quarter inch off, you'll get a little bit better traction. Uh, yeah, there's just... We see routinely tires that come in here that are seven years old and are dry rotted to the motherfuck in the tread, in the grooves where people are always looking at the sidewall of the tire and they're like, oh no, the sidewall looks good. No checking, no crazing. I'm like, what the fuck is a crazing? That's like a cranberry raisin yeah, thing. Right, yeah. right? <laughs> and I'm like, so what the fuck? Like, no, no crazing at all on the side. On yeah. sidewall. Then you let all the air out of their tire yeah. and, and, the, and the sidewall bends and yep. you see that it's all. <laughs> yeah, because these guys are Burt Monroe putting fucking Kiwi shoe polish on the sidewalls <laughs> of their tire. And they're like, oh, look, it's good for tech. No, fuck <laughs> you, man. This is garbage. You look into the tread of the tire, stare into the mighty crevasse. Do not let your tire wear indicator be your only guide. Again, think a little, just a little. If you don't see a date code on the side of your tire, it's old. I think the newer tires uh, tend to crack out they way do. faster because of the, the compounds they use. Yeah. They're so, so much softer and they have volatiles in them. Yes, exactly. In order it, to it, get... It's not even... That's not... I mean, it's not yeah. like so... like. Dry rotting is an indication of it being old and hard. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, it's not because the tire is going to fall apart. Your, your knobbies aren't. I mean, it can happen. Yeah. Your knobbies will start falling off on a really, really fucking old tire. But usually, it's just, you know what I mean? Like, it's not really safe to ride. Not because the tire is going to fall apart. Exactly. But because it's just very poor traction. Yep. Sure. And anytime you've ever ridden an old, dry, fucking nasty ex-girl tire... You know, instantly, the first time you pull out of the driveway, you feel that lack of confidence instantly. Yeah. And the, what we see here being ridden in, you look, man, I admit it. I make snap judgments about people all the time after I check their air pressure. 
Like, <laughs> if you buy a bike from us, you get a tire pressure gauge. It comes with a tire pressure gauge. I bought a thousand of these things with Cleveland Moto printed on the side and a handy little magnet, what for picking up things you dropped. And, and it's a cute little thing you could sneak into prison. And it is so awesome. <laughs> but today I had more than three bikes come in and not one of them was over 12 PSI front or rear. And how can you not know when you're riding a bike? Because it's all it like feels, yeah. it feels like yeah. yeah. Because like if you only ride twice a year, you probably don't remember what the bike felt like the last time. Yeah, you but took it's it out. so scary. I mean, it it's, is. Yeah. if it's yeah. if it's five pounds below the pressure it's supposed to be, it's scary. Yeah, no, it's yeah. enough to make you go like, "There's something wrong with this bike." But I'm just saying, a lot of people just that's the way they think. Like, wow, these are scary, awful things, and I don't know why people ride them and they don't check their air pressure. So replace your tires before you. Yeah. Replace your skull. Well, and it's, you know, we have, we have rags. We made 5,000 chop rags. And what are they saying them? Check your oil, check your air, check your head. Right. <laughs> the last one's fucking obvious. Right. But if I'm going to take the trouble of printing up 5,000 chop rags that don't say buy more shit from Cleveland Moto, <laughs> <laughs> but instead give you some good life advice, like check your air, check your oil and check your head. It's because that shit's important, man. Yep. It's why when you buy a new motorcycle, the tire pressure is printed on that son of a bitch in at least four different places. It's why you don't have a VIN plate on your car or your motorcycle that doesn't have your air pressure because that kills people. And TPS, you know, tire pressure monitoring systems are not yet refined enough in some motorcycle applications and they do change quite a bit and they're still a little more trouble than they're worth. But again, a tire pressure monitoring system is just a compensator for a really stupid owner because you're like, yeah, well, I don't know. You know, I, if, if only there was a way to check the pressure inside the tires. <laughs> hmm. I've given stuff that came in here when I had, you know, when I'm doing my intake sheet and I, I check the tire pressure and I just look up at people like you failed. Right? And I just give him that long, slow look like, you motherfucker. And then I kick it. I don't say a word. I just kick it and I look at him again. And I point to it and I kick it again. And they're like, what? And, and I'm wobbles. Like, and I'm just like, and I'm like, I'm like, how did you get here? Did you, did somebody drop you off out of my eye shot? Did somebody drop you off around the corner and you pushed this in? Nope. Rode it here from Novelty, Ohio myself. Longest trip I've taken this century. I'm like, how the fuck did you do that, man? Do they not make air where you come from? No, it gets more pressure the more you ride it. Now, that's wow. not untrue. They figure that'll just inflate. That's like the guy who puts... When it's, when it's so hot, it'll the just eventually... Puts, the guy who puts 16 cans of Fix-A-Flat in waiting for the pressure to get up to 36 PSI wow. doesn't read the can, just buys 16 cans. It goes like, puts one can and goes, oh, that's only 4 PSI. Puts another can in. Oh, eight PSI. Another can in. And then I take the tire off the rim and it just makes, it looks like the world's worst Bukaki <laughs> video ever. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Tell me when there's fix-a-flat in your tire. Yeah, Let me see. know. I like yeah. the guy, the, the, I bought a super, a 65 super cup from some guy. Yeah. And he put it in his tube. Oh, he put fix-a-flat in the tube. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> are you kidding? No, and the rim looked like no, something. No. It looked like a Shrek blew a load all over the back tire because <laughs> it was like... Well, well look, hold on, because you can put slime inside tubes. Yes, and they do make a, they make a special I I have version of slime right. for inner for tubes. tubes. But yeah. let me tell you something about slime, my friend. That is prophylactic. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. That goes in before you fucked up. Right. Mm-hmm. Not after. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you're using slime, that's literally like putting the rubber on after you're done. <laughs> that's yeah, like putting the rubber on for the drive home. Right. Honestly. Right, right. right. But it does balance your... You've already made a baby. It balances your wheel pretty decently. Well, it does yeah. because it's liquid floating around inside your wheel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I've also it's, had people bring it in. It's like the side of the, sl- the slime pump specifically says like based on the diameter. Yeah. And the circumference, mm-hmm. how much, much, how many pumps you put in or how many ounces you put in. And then there's, they've got every graduated thing on the side that you'll ever know. And John's right. The quantity is whatever amount of slime came in the container. Because John has been back there on the tire machine where as soon as you crack the bead on the tire, there's a puddle of green on the floor <laughs> that looks like every leprechaun sex video ever <laughs> just got filmed in the workshop. It's so fucking bad. And you're like, you, here we go, Ghostbusters. <laughs> the little what, what, what Green's booger guy comes what out. What is the, the thing timer? called that, that you put it in that leaves an alien egg in, in the butt or whatever? Oh, oh, an ovipositor or a splorch? <laughs> yeah, a splorch. splorch. The fact that you knew both of those words yeah. like that. Don't Google it. Don't Google it. What's your mom's phone number? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Had to do it to you. Don't I know Google. it. I'm not giving it to everybody on the air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poor Mama Macklefresh. <laughs> Splorch. <laughs> I just thought it was some weird kind of torch. I didn't understand there was a whole thing behind yeah. it. Oh yeah, no, dude. yeah, I didn't Don't get that. I missed all. I missed all of that. That's not yeah. a bad thing to miss. Yeah, right, right, for real. So yeah, that's a. That's you a obviously thing. didn't can't, can't get it out of your mind. No, I definitely right, can't. So Oscar has an actual. It's, it's more of a question to see if, if if anybody can actually guess. So the in the last James Bond movie. There was a Triumph Scrambler 1200, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it went out for sale recently. What? So yes. the actual bike that actually was used in No Time for Die, and it's the last. It's the last vehicle to service the Queen. True. The last uh, James Bond vehicle to service because everything that he does is in oh, service in of her Fleming. Majesty's secrets. So, no, so. and Ian e. Fleming's all the books right. and the movies. Long live the King. Were while yeah. the Queen yes. lived. Yeah, right. Okay. All right. All right. So the MSRP, the original for this bike, for a 2022 Triumph Scrambler 1200 XE, right? It's fifteen thousand bucks. Seems like a fair deal, right? Okay. Yeah, it's a big, big ass motorcycle. You know, yeah, twelve hundred. It's, it's a tasty ride, man. Right? So, what yeah, do you guys think you. that the actual bike huge. that was used in the movie sold for? The actual unit. The actual bike that was used in the movie. That has Daniel Craig sweat on it. Yeah. And the, and the stunt and guy the stunt that, went, that went through the side of the wall. And I got to think, I mean, I watched the making of that. They had oh, to yeah. use more than one motorcycle. Oh, yeah. This is it, probably it, just screen, screen ridden or whatever. And like it was, it was a CGI screen. when it went through the wall. Actually, there was actually was a stunt guy yeah. going up <laughs> a fucking ramp on the side of the wall. Well, I don't know if you <laughs> the whole thing, but... So what are the guesses? <laughs> I well, said buck fifty, hundred fifty thousand, two forty three, and five hundred and sixty two dollars. All right, two forty three and five hundred and sixty three dollars. Okay, eighty two. Okay, eighty two. Uh, okay, all right. Um, I don't. In the mic. Oh, <clears throat> you don't have an idea. What, what were the other Nothing. guesses? Two hundred fifty thousand, two thirty something. Yeah. Eight you were the hundred and fifty thousand. Like Five hundred and fifty thousand. Wow. No way. I, I, I'm not going to answer because it's, this has turned into a top five list. Okay. And oh, I will not participate. It's going to be fast. It's gonna be, so if we're Doesn't doing prices right, it, one dollar. It was, it was uh, Nigel with eighty. Actually, went out for one hundred thirty-eight thousand dollars. 
Was it really? Yeah. Hold oh, on. Right. 150. How much is the difference? But oh, you bid over. Over under. Right. 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 You bid over. Right. Right. No. Yeah. Damn it. Right. So, yeah. 138k. 138k. So that is that is. Uh, a, a solid, yeah. Ten that, times. I mean, that's that's ten amazing. times the price. Yeah, almost. Wait, I, I, I actually saw that somewhere, but I'm so thick. I only remembered there was an eight in the number. So <laughs> <laughs> I played that game before. You're yeah. like, is there an eight in there? <laughs> yeah, 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 you're good. All to right, go. that was it. Yep, I have news. All right. So the Vaporware Hawk that's coming out by Honda, the NT1100, is using. Uh, engine that's like the NC750X, the low-revving John's yeah, yeah. favorite motor. Yeah. But <laughs> they're going to make it like the Africa Twin Motor. Supposedly, they're making it like the Africa Twin Motor with the the cam, no, gear-driven cams mm-hmm. and the compact design. So it's going to be a very compact 750 based on the NC motor, but it's going to be like a love child of the Africa Twin yeah, it's going to go into the new, and, uh, uh, the new Trans Alp, right? Right. Besides the yes. Hawk, it's also going to the Trans Alp. But it's Roger going to be that. way different than than what you would get at 4,000 RPM. Yeah, <laughs> right, yes. right, yeah. It, I, they promised, you know, the, the kind of, the tech sheet that I read for this said, we promise you it's not a diesel. Right. Right. <laughs> because... As we'll be happy to tell you. Yeah, that bike. Everything else, when I see that particular lean of a parallel twin, I instantly start going, oh, no. Fuck, man. Hey, there's another motorcycle that took all the fun out of motorcycles. So, yeah, this is, you know, but the idea is 100 horsepower and, you know, 100 horsepower and plus 100 torques, right? Yep. So, yeah, yeah. So I have so absolutely I mean, You no might have problem. already discussed that. Maybe I, maybe you did that, at, you know. No, but I, that's that's... Good, because I can also tell you I have recently seen artist concept drawings for this thing that were so fugly. I mean, they're so I don't so find bad. that attractive, honestly. You don't, you don't really? like that one? See, oh. I do like that one. I yeah. do, too. I that do looks like, like a CTX. Yeah, I don't think that looks like a CTX. There, well, I oh. see a trend, though, because if this is coming out to look like that and the Yamaha GP thing, right. oh, yeah. they all have exactly. the Rickman fairing with yeah. the, the solid that's, that's nozzle. Style. Yeah. That doesn't yeah. look as nice. I don't like. Yeah, that's and <laughs> yeah, and that's totally that is totally. Well, the thing that Yamaha right. got right is that right there is what I don't like. There you go, John. Move, There's move, your Honda Hawk right no, there. No, move your move your cursor right down a little bit and to the right. That's what I don't like. No, that's what I don't like. Yeah, me too. I really don't like. That's that. what I'm that's saying. What I don't like. The Yamaha yeah. has like a more old school back end to mm-hmm. it and gives it a really good yeah. look. This mm-hmm. angular shit has to stop, right. man. Yeah, there's a problem with this motorcycle, and the problem with this motorcycle looks happens. like a white girl that smokes. She's got it all up front and nothing in the back. It's like a <laughs> flat board that sits there. And... Right now, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, that was a reach, but okay. Yeah, you're not. Oh, no, you're not talking about this yeah, lady. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. it's it's like a flat thing so that goes everybody down. that works at Circle K and Illyria. I know yeah. exactly what you're talking <laughs> about. Oh, God, right, there's a lot of good things happening. Is that where the uh, twisted T happened? Right? Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, there's a lot of good things. I get happening. to sit there for a half hour twice a week. Oh, right geez. there, like that point right there. Yeah. So basically, when they got the first third of the motorcycle done, that's the Africa Twin Tank. Look at it. If you painted yeah, that red is, and black, it is. It is. And you know what? When they did, so from from j- just in front of your testicles. Actually, just from the testicles. From the testicles back, you're right. 
they phoned it in. Yeah. It has it has no backseat to speak of. Uh-uh. And it's one of these bullshit bikes where the taillights are equal to the rear axle. Yeah. Mm. And I do not like when the taillights are equal to the rear axle because you've got this extra foot of motorcycle back there yeah. that they could have used for motorcycle. But instead, it's nothing. And you don't need that. You can have a motorcycle that actually ends at the end of the story. You don't need to end the motorcycle before the motorcycle ends. This reminds me of like yeah. when Mike Seat first started Cafe Racer yes. magazine. Yep. And like the in England, we'd get I'd get excited to see them. Yep. But they would always take the GSXRs and cut the tail down to nothing and yep. put it on there like that. Right. That's kind of what it looks like. It, yeah, does. it does. Yeah. Yeah. They finished the motorcycle before it was done. And they they didn't need to do that. Because there's no reason if you're going to bother having foot pegs right here, right for your passenger. Right. So there are passenger foot pegs, but there's not even remotely a passenger seat. Well, no, that comes if with If you a- buy one of these bikes, stop and see me. I've got a half a dozen of those old school chrome luggage racks. Yeah, right. You can bolt right on the back yeah. there and make, <laughs> it, make it look right. That, that comes with a DVD, so your passenger has to work out and get really strong quads. Yeah. And then they just hover. They just hold on to you and stand yeah, on the bed. The other not, problem with the yeah. light with the light being so far ahead of the back end of the bike yes. is that it means that dozy Doreen in a fucking SUV that's tailgating is another yeah. foot closer another to foot you closer. as well. Oh, right. Oh, You're shit, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The point of impact yeah. has been relocated. Yep. Yeah. That's like putting the safety barrels after the hole. <laughs> I mean, right? this, this bike yeah. looks like if you were to t- if you take off the fender extender that's there for law- legal reasons. Yeah, yeah. It looks like it's already been to Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> I like where they're like, "Are we going to put a fender? Are we going to put a license plate eliminator kit on this bike? No, we're going to put a license plate extenuator <laughs> kit on it. You know what? Can we put the license plate on the motorcycle behind it? Right. Perhaps. I so, would like. I would like it to look like the plate is floating behind the bike. With no attachment. It is the dumbest thing in the world. And you know that whatever the bracket is that's holding the last, you know, the last foot of the motorcycle, the turn signals and the license plate, and it has two hooks on there for bungee cords, et cetera. But you know that whatever that bracket is, is like a blonde one wide so that every puddle you go through is just redistributed onto you. Well, that silver part, is that maybe aluminum? Is that maybe maybe it actually is like a little luggage rack? I think that's, no, I think that's, I mean... Why would you put a luggage rack behind your taillights? So what's that thing so on you top see of your the luggage? tire? Then? You wouldn't. Right. <coughs> that what's other, what thing? That bracket. The, right here? No, on the bottom, underneath that. That's that the part. muffler. That? That's yeah. the muffler. Holy shit. That's the muffler. Because they didn't want to spend the money and give it a twin undertail exhaust, which would be uh, so sexy. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right. You're right. The front of this motorcycle is appealing only from straight ahead and at certain angles, because then if you see the whole side of the motorcycle, you realize you're only purchased... <laughs> you only purchased sixty percent of a motorcycle. Right. Somebody owes you forty percent of a motorcycle. But it's a bad deal. But is that that's a concept? No, this I'm, is the deal supposedly. Oh really? Yeah, oh, these are DOT oh, turns. You can see on this that these are DOT turn signals and everything. This is this is not proof of concept. That's the bike. No, I would buy yeah. that front fairing for a different motorcycle. Well, again, <laughs> part of you know here's the back end for people oh, who yeah. want to see oh, the back end. Oh my god, what is that thing? Well, but, oh, oh God, do I have to do this? I do no, have to do this. No. I really, I'm sorry, guys. I've got to do it because oh. we have to, we have issues. We have issues because wow. I honestly, right now, I, oh God, there's a sex crime happening here. And this is, <laughs> this is really fucking bad. Importuning. Okay. So what we have is we have a tail light that you can buy at the Flying J truck stop. 
Seriously. These are the marker lights off of an 18-wheeler. They got to be. Like LED marker lights. And remember that stupid aluminum bracket that I told you about? It's got wings. It looks like a backbone. Those are spine muscles. No, that's there to stop. Oh, dirt. Water. Oh, my God. Because you know what stops water? Hard things. Perforated plastic wingy things. Right? (laughs) All submarines are made out of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's because it's associated with their MotoGP heritage, isn't it? It's using the... I've never, seen a moto, I've never seen a MotoGP bike look like this. Nor have I. The back, <laughs> but that's what they're trying to sell, isn't it? Gotcha. The back yeah. of this motorcycle has actually a real piece of erector set on it. And I got bad news for you because I am no stranger to motorcycle finishes and motorcycle construction. Folks, I'm going to bet you oh. right now. Yeah, you can see the that'll be dented in a second. I'm going to bet you Not right dented, now. That that arm that is coming off of the back of the motorcycle is not aluminium. It looks really? like painted steel. It's painted steel. I'm thinking as a cost savings measure, that is stamped mild steel. Here's the next one for you. How many of those bikes will make it to say five years old without that bracket being bent of hook? Oh, no, the first look, I can tell you already, I, I just got a phone call from Phil from next year, yeah. and he says <laughs> that they've already sold 10,000 taillight eliminator kits for this, Right. that there's been 10,000 plate relocator kits for it, because it is, without a doubt, the one of the dumbest back ends to a motorcycle that I've ever seen, and it's Honda admitting where the motorcycle should have ended. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And telling you graphically where the motorcycle should be. You know what? This might be a shift. The first time ever, yeah. instead of tail eliminator kits, they're going to be tail extender, extender kits available where you actually put an ass on the motorcycle. Well, modern European motorcycles have a rear bumper. Right. Right. And that rear bumper has many jobs. The first thing is if you're trying to wheelie the bike, you will not overcook the wheelie because the, the bumper will stop you from doing it. If you watched old James Bond films, you'll know that it stops Spectre from running you off the road on your you know dirt bike. Right. And But more importantly, and this is something real, as me, as a rider, I got bumped into by a lady behind me on her cell phone that wasn't aware that the traffic had stopped. Right. And I was on my, my Benelli. So I was on the Benelli, which has the back bumper, which is actual real load-bearing, not just plastic, not just there to like look European. It's yeah. a real back bumper. And the lady hit my back tire. And she... And she hit me, and I was like, hey, what the fuck, right? I mean, it didn't fall over, but I moved forward a couple of feet. Right. And it was enough for me to just be like, you fucking Without dumbass, the bumper, you'd have been right? picking the bike up. But here's the trick. I got the same thing happen to me on my GT650 about five years ago when I had it. And the guy hit me, and because his bumper is made out of bumper, and my tire is made <laughs> out of tire... When he bumped me even a little bit, it locked my tire. Yeah, yeah. And so I couldn't roll forward... I just fell the fuck over because it was as though he pushed me and held me at the same time. So he bumped me and then his tire, his bumper caught my rubber tire, which just grabbed me and threw me on the ground. So the bike got fucking damaged and I got up and I had to extract one mirror from his car. So we didn't (laughs) right? But that right there, and I understand, yes, having the back bumper behind you is a safety feature. Was he driving a Velociraptor? He was not driving a Velociraptor. Veloster. 
a Veloster. <laughs> yeah. Great. Nick's car <laughs> yeah. did, has jumped out and killed other other motorcycles. It did have, have mirrors. It has happened. But I love the fact that it, it attacked his own car. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> exactly. That bike is so horrible. Instead of selling Fender, ex- Fender ex- um, Eliminators, I think someone like Kawasaki should be selling Honda Eliminators. Yeah. They're just bloody dreadful. Just mm. forget it. Move on. Were, uh, totally Horrible. right. Sorry, Completely Mr. right. Sorry, Mr. I think I think Miss. in some states it could be registered as a hate crime. I'm not 100% <laughs> yeah. sure yet, mm-hmm. but it could mm-hmm. be. Yeah, I, I believe me, I, I have no... And the thing is, you know, did you guys see this? Mm-mm. So this was this artist conception thing, this artist drawing that came out that people hung... Uh, they hung the word Hawk on this quite a bit. And so if you were typing like Honda Hawk prototype or Honda Hawk leaked, you know, uh, drawings or what have you. Uh, oh, it's supposed to look like a Hawk, like a beak in the front. I have no fucking idea, John, but it's a bad, bad thing, right? It doesn't look good. It's not great. Now the Hornet, I, I disagree. I think the Hornet's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. The CB1000R, loving it. Absolutely thinking it's great. Big old four cylinder engine up there. Looks exactly white, like what it should look like. No yep. problems with it whatsoever. It's a cool, cool bike, and and I do like it. But where you know where I check out on things is like when you have that completely. Who the fuck designed this thing? Um, I also think the rebels are butt ugly. You know that new rebels <laughs> yeah. look like new rebels look like that was a, that meeting that motorcycle was designed by committee. There's <laughs> like yeah, it looks like a joke. It looks like wheelie and the chopper bunch like. How can we make the motorcycle's handlebars look like they're illegally high without making the motorcycle's handlebars actually higher? Zichapa. It is not great. Um, yeah, not beautiful. But anyway, that's my thing. I think this is a good-looking motorcycle. Nice. 650. Yeah. No, that's the 1,000. Oh. Are they, so, are yeah. they replacing the 600 with, that, with the new um, Hornet, and it's gone yeah. from a four-cylinder to, to a two-cylinder, which is not right. No, I'd rather, no, and I'd I'd rather, rather have the four. I think you should change the name of it. I think if you're going to, the Hornet has always been associated with being the 900 platform, the 900, the 919, the 1000. Like having that four cylinder, the four pipes in a row underneath the bike, it's just like if a we. Hornet have, has always been a four cylinder. Yes. They've been 250 Hornets. There's yep. been all kinds of Hornets, but yep. they've always been a four cylinder. Yeah. Always been a four cylinder, and they always are attractive. I've always been really attracted to them. They're cool looking bikes. But yes, when you make it into a twin, you got to just admit it and change the name. You know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, we have a, I, I just took a, a Honda CB500X in trade the other day. It's no longer a Hornet, it's more of a Beetle. Ah. A Would that be a Japanese Beetle? You want to make that bike look a, a thousand bee. times better? Just put a sweat normal bee. fucking seven inch headlight on the front of it. Yeah, yeah, that's not, you're that not wrong. Be, that would be yeah. much better. Yeah, you're not no. wrong. But yeah. Some but, time ago, yeah. am I right in thinking that they brought out a twin cylinder engine, which was basically half of a, a Honda... Fits. This is a rumor. It was well, well, the NC seven hundred, but it was it yeah. was proven to be untrue. Oh, was it? Yeah, oh, okay. I think it had like the displacement. It was close to it. Right. It was but close enough where you could be like, oh, I could, I could, I could buy that. Yeah. But it yeah. turned out it was. Yeah, because yeah, we both had one. And I, when I heard that, I was like, oh, and I was all excited, and I started looking it up. <laughs> and it was, it the bike up. Nigel Nigel's talking about is the the Hornet, and so I pulled a picture of it right now. So uh, this is the Hornet seven fifty. And you can see that somebody's removed some exhausts from underneath that motorcycle. Because the second you say Hornet, now remember that artist drawing I showed you at the top that was all like, ah, 
That's kind of what it is. Well, this is, is, no, this is it. This is the final thing. This is it. We're done now. I'm not into it. No, no, no. I'm, I'm definitely not into it. And if you, if you wanted to systematically make this 53 year old guy who's been riding motorcycles his whole life, not like your bike anymore, take something that you called that I love very much the Hornet and do this to it. And I'm looking at that and going, well, we have that in, in the shop shop already. It's called the Benelli. Mm-hmm. And that's a Benelli TNT 600 all day long. All day long. Is and, that a rendering or is that an actual picture? Because uh, to me, those wheels look skinny as fuck. No, it's photo. I mean, this is this happens to be a Photoshop for their website, but okay. that is what the bike is. Yeah. No, I get it. But it, yeah. if it comes with wheels like that, that's strange. It looks like scooter tires. They look pretty standard to me. They look, really? Yeah, that looks They look pretty. Thin. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I think what you're noticing is this big empty How? airspace where there should be more How? exhaust assist. How? Yeah. Are you taking a four, taking it and making it a twin, mm-hmm. but making it wider on top? Yeah, right. Mm. Like yeah. it's not narrower. It should no. have been narrower. I think there's a lot of air up there, right? Yeah, yeah. Because the GT650 Hawk, the original, the the 650 Hawk yeah. was slender. Yeah. It's a V twin, oh. front cylinder, back cylinder. Yeah. The gas tank was slender. Yeah. You're sitting on that bike and you look down at it. It's a slender bike. Well, that's yeah. the thing. That's the yeah. gas tank. I guarantee you that whole area up there behind the plastics gas tank. Well, yeah. 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 It's an inverted pyramid, isn't it? Hmm. <laughs> I like to call that the sales funnel. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh that's one of those things. But I just uh, for me it's not right to call it a hornet. I don't think it's a I don't think it's a good hornet. Um there, and here's the NC750X. Again, if anybody oh, wow. would ever like to know how much, if you could grab somebody's nose <laughs> and pull it really, 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 oh, really, really hard. It looks like a bird, though. I mean, to me, it looks exactly like a bird. No, you know what it looks like? The spy by spy guy. That's exactly what I was thinking. Remember the spy by spy guy? Yeah, sky, spy versus spy is yeah. great. Yeah, that's yep. the other one. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And... Yeah, right. Spy versus Spy is a really good example yeah. because Spy versus Spy or the, the woman from Beetlejuice where she pulled her nose out. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But boy, that's the case. When you look at that, you know, when you look at that picture, <laughs> right? When you look at that picture of Spy versus Spy and then you go back to that motorcycle, then you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, I figured out where they did it. I figured out where they fucked up. And it's, it's right there. It's just too much nose, man. It's just way too much nose. <laughs> that schnavel is schnavely. It's so pointy. It is so pointy. Anyway, anybody else do any homework? Spy versus spy. Now I got to watch yeah. spy versus yeah. spy. Anybody I mean, else do I, any homework? I just looked up something just for because, but it was the Horex. The Horex Regina, Evo Regina. It's a bike that, and I don't even know, it's being built. I don't even want to German. It. We found it. Right? Yeah, so it's got a carbon fiber frame sure and everything. It it's kind of interesting, but I don't like it. Again, I mean, it's a mental. What, what it's do mental people look, have against fucking seats? It's meant to look well. The, origi- <laughs> <laughs> the original Horex had that same kind of seat look. Okay, yeah. And but this one has a 600 cc four valve single cylinder motor in it. It sure does. Look at, at that. At first, I was like, oh no, they put a Chinese motor in a bike with a carbon fiber frame, and that was going to be so my, here's the original, my big thing. Yeah. Uh, here's the original article. Okay. Right? So you have plunger rear suspension, right? You got a, a vertical with a bevel drive for your valves, right? You've got a suspended lightly saddle that has no visible rearward means of support, but has a big old spring going up to your, you know, your. Fifth point of contact, right? So that's cool. 
and then the um, the stylized modernized version of it. That makes sense, right? Yeah. So the stylized yeah. modernized that motor puts out forty horsepowers. There you go. Really? Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of interesting. You put a forty yeah. horsepower in a bike that has a carbon fiber frame. Mm -hmm. Look at this. But seat the picture. company is that's one of the things. Oh, you they like do. The, the close up of the seat? Yeah. So the close up of the seat. The carbon fiber pad. It looks like. Yeah. I don't know if I'd like to use the term pad as though I would like like to use some <laughs> board. I don't know. Yeah, I, I might Platform like to, right. seating position. I might like to use the term instead of being like. Oh, yeah, it was really quickly got buried in pop ups. There. It sure did, man. Yeah, that's that's how you know you're on proper good German porn sites. Um, but yeah, you don't want to click on that. The quite, uh, quite like the headlamp, the H the headlamp's a bit unique, that, isn't it? And that's a all carbon fiber headlamp shell. Oh, you're right. The the giant the headlight is yeah. literally the letter H coming yeah. at you. That's oh. quite that's quite cool. It's that is pretty fucking cool. I yeah. I do like that. I like the front of it. The front of the bike is nice, and that isn't too wide. You know, we were complaining about bikes being too wide and top heavy. Mm -hmm. So that's that's actually quite. Slender, well, it should be it? narrow because it's a single, it's a single cylinder bike. Yeah. You know, and absolutely. I like the way that yeah. they've hidden the radiator. Um, in the, frame. in the middle so of in the frame, frame tubes, yeah. it is interesting that it's got twin exhaustuses, mm -hmm. right? It so is a radial four valve motor. It is a, yeah, it's I don't know where they're getting that from, or you know how proprietary that is. Yeah, I because like I said, I when I first saw it, I'm like, please don't tell me they put a Chinese pushrod 250 in this thing. It sure is, and I gotta say, it is accurately inspired by the original. Yeah, that makes sense. It, is. it really yeah. is because when you look at the original. You're like, yeah, that's a that's a handsome, you know, it's got all the hallmarks of a 50s bike, the enclosed mm -hmm. chain, you know, the cantilevered seat, like all that stuff is very it's, much it's there. It's got a flavor of Europeanism. Here's my Horex. <laughs> you dirty old Horex. I'm going to go ride my Horex today. Well, and it, it is one of those, Word. it is definitely something that you don't, everything you own has to be brown leather at this point, yeah. right? You you just have to acknowledge the fact that anything you have that is <laughs> is is modern in your in your clothing is going to have to go away now. I don't it's know bit, what the MSRP is. Let's well, just say it's probably stupid. Yeah. Oh. I think it's a bit mean to be calling your ex a whore. Though. A whore ex, right? Yeah. Whore ex. Just like that's ex whore. My, my whore ex. <laughs> <laughs> She's a cum dumpster. You know what? She's a load tester. Because I'm going to tell you what, when you're, naming, when you're naming motorcycles, former sex worker just doesn't fit on the gas tank. <laughs> Quite like Horex, right? Yeah. Reformed prostitute. Right, exactly. Right. It's, it's the pretty woman plot line. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't exactly. know how they come up with the evil. In Germany, part. they re-shot pretty woman. They just call it Horex. <laughs> yeah. And there's a very, very tasteful urination scene. I want to know. The necklace of pee I want to know how many girls decided that prostitution was a good uh, career choice after seeing Pretty Woman. They're like, obviously, some handsome rich guy is going to fucking hook up. It only it. takes one. That's Change right, your life man. forever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got to kiss a lot of toads. Yeah. Oh, we got to on miles of dick. <laughs> yeah. In the not-so-attractive category is the Royal Enfield Meteor 350, which I think is also one of the worst-named motorcycles ever. Would you say that it's a... Would you say it's like a... Would you, would you say it's like a hot dog? No, it's Meteor. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Should have named it Mediocre. Again, that, that writes itself. Um, I might print up some Mediocre stickers. But, yeah, we do understand history. I get that. That's fine. But I'm absolutely never going to stop calling this like 
the Impossible Burger. It's meatier, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I remember when the sports store was really ugly. Yeah, we should make a bike that looks like that. Do you know? Um, if anyone says like, do you know that? You, you know that Royal Enfield five hundred. What was the main thing about that five hundred? Oh, it was it was kind of underpowered. Can we expand on that? <laughs> Can we make it more underpowered? Yeah, I don't know. Well, let's try the Himalaya four hundred. Yeah, that's pretty underpowered. Right. I think I can top you, though. Really? How are you going to do that? The 350. Right. Yeah. So if you are really, really wanting to have a slow motorcycle, mm-hmm. I mean a truly unstressed member, that's an unstressed member. That right there. And do you know what the back seat on the, on the back, that passenger pillion on there? That's wishful fucking thinking. Yeah. Because you ain't bringing anybody home on that motorcycle. Yeah. I reckon my Suzuki 50 would have seen one of those. (laughs) I think you're right. I think you're right. That motorcycle is like a woman will literally look in her pocket for bus change. She'll be like, (laughs) I think I got bus fare. I'm not getting on that motorcycle. Oh, there is a proper motorcycle coming up there at the bottom. Look, there's a Rocket 3. No, there is. Yes. GT. Yes. Yeah. We, we, Mm. and again, we talked Again. about the people that like these bikes last Yes, we did. We, we did. Yes, we did. Guilty yeah. as charged, yeah. brothers. Yeah, that is, that is a motorcycle that is for, and, and then here's its predecessor. Yeah, yeah, not so good. The ugliest yeah. bike in the history of the world, other than the Boss Hog. Do you know that this motorcycle is the fattest person in Britain since Churchill? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, this motorcycle just smokes cigars yeah. and complains about the Germans. Right. That's all it does. <laughs> Has its cholesterol checked about twice a week. Yep, yep, that's right. Yeah, that's right. But they definitely fixed it. I give it to Triumph because, like, the new version is sexy. It's dead yeah, sexy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the new version is magnificent. The, the crime of the original Rocket 3 was the car they took the motor out of to get the motorcycle. Because they took the motor out of a really nice car. The Cosworths were beautiful. I was going to say those are car toys, right? right? But (laughs) I think that's the company who designed that motor. But did they use Lucas ignition parts? Oh, come on. Oh. Prince of Darkness. You just, yeah, right. Darksiders. Yeah. It is definitely, it is absolutely one of those motorcycles. The new one is spectacular. It is spectacular. And of course, Nigel's going to say that because you have a 737 cubic inch motor in your car. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but, but my 1700cc Triumph motorcycle does seem very puny by comparison it to does, that. It does, right? <laughs> I mean, when people start throwing around words like 2.4 liter or 2.5 liter and they're talking about a motorcycle, you're just like, you're fucking crazy, man. But yeah, that's it. And uh, we have a phrase for that. It's called, sorry about your dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's how they do it. So, All right, so next whilst, story. Who's got, who else got a story? Well, it's on the Triumph theme yes. that they have this week announced that there is going to be a limited edition. It's sick. They're, they're, they're trying to associate themselves with James Bond. They sure Bond are. has been using Triumph bikes in the last couple of Do you know why? Because they realized they weren't legally allowed to drag Steve McQueen's corpse out anymore. <laughs> <laughs> And um, so they're doing a limited edition of mm-hmm. 60 um, Speed Twin. Uh, James speed Triplets. Sp- speed Triple, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a Speed Triple. The speed Triple yeah. um, James Bond limited edition. Oh. And it's some mega thing. So. And oh, when I looked at it, I thought, well, I don't the know. The only part of this motorcycle that I don't like because I have to be completely honest and tell you, I have four of the James Bond limited edition swatches. 
So they did swatches for each of the original James Bond movies, like yeah, the, the Doctor No band. swatches, excellent. Mm-hmm. Like they're so and they're so fucking cool, and they are two swatches. You're talking about swatch watches. Yeah, swatch, swatch. watches. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they don't look at all like a regular swatch. They're all radical departures, but like the Doctor No one is beautiful. Like they're really beautiful timepieces. So they have a thing to choke people with. And yeah, it, oh, that that was cool. They Yeah, you got to take the the swatch protector. The little rubber band that they used to sell for five bucks. <laughs> but it has to be twisted twice and pull it over. Otherwise, you're not cool. Are you satisfied, Mr. Wint? Yeah. I'm happy, Mr. Kid. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Well, I so, thought the interesting thing from Triumph was that they were coming out with motocross bikes. Oh, that too. Right. You see that? No. If we I'm could go bring that up. for just a second. Oh, sorry. This Speed Triple is fucking dead sexy. Mm-hmm. But always been it's nice. the little things like the 007 on the gas tank. Mm. And I mean, yes, I know that in, I have not seen a James Bond riding a motorcycle where I was like, I'm going to buy that motorcycle right now. Mm. Right. Right. In the scramblers. Eh, it's a good yeah, looking fucking right. But this yeah. has not appeared under James no, Bond. No. Um, because there hasn't been a scene where James Bond had to go nine, you know, 9,000 miles an hour, you know, down the road. But this thing's fucking gorgeous. I mean, you know what though? To complete that, they should have fucking did the the forks in black too. The gold forks are just jumping. All I see on that screen is gold forks. And I'm okay with that. And I'm okay really? with the Olean's gold shock absorber underneath the back because those two things to me say only one thing: money, awesome, okay. cool, great I, handling. I didn't know they're yeah. actually Olean's. Yeah. Though? Oh yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. Well, that's mm-hmm. okay then. Yeah. Yeah. I'm t- my take on it personally, I wouldn't want to spend that kind of money on a really nice bike. Right. But have all this James Bond crap all over it. I mean, it doesn't, right. doesn't work for me. And you've got right. to pay extra money for it. Yes. Half yeah. the stickers are going to wear off while you've got the graphics or yeah. whatever. And I mean, yeah. I won't, I won't yeah. buy the vanity oh, plates that. for an extra 50 bucks a year. I'm not going to buy something <laughs> like that. Right. 60th I'm, anniversary I'm with, black paint. Yeah, 60th, 60th anniversary black yeah. paint featuring all 25 James Bond film titles with official what? 007 graphics and hand painted gold lining iconic James Bond gun barrel design on the signature RR cockpit fairing custom gold badging and logo detailing okay see I didn't see any of that strictly limited to only 60 motorcycles worldwide it's got a numbering thing on top of the the handlebar on the triples right Uh, I I don't even buy it if pussy galore sat on it exclusive (laughs) 007 (laughs) indoor bike cover right Uh Hand signed certificate of authenticity. They they dragged Ian Fleming out of the you fucking need, grave. You need a whiff of authenticity. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, this is 178 hearse purse. Right? Yeah, this is not a fucking sheep in wolf's clothing. It's a great bike. It's a hundred pounds, you know, ninety-two you know, pounds feet. It's 178 hearse purse. It's a fucking great bike. It's a great, great, great bike. But I I have to say, it is it is the, oh wow! It is the, it is an Armani suit. I mean, that's what yeah. this is. Yeah. This is an Armani tuxedo. I prefer the look of the scrap. So that's a Triumph Tiger eight hundred yeah. that was built in Chicago. It's called the Raiden. The Raiden yeah. that was ridden in the Baja one thousand. Mm-hmm. But they're talking about building off road bikes in the four fifty range. Nice. Yep. Yeah, four fifty, yep. three fifty. Yeah, but I just want that one. But well, there are actual the Baja one. They they're they're not talking about. They actually are right. Like, it's not a, they have them. Like, this is them. Yeah. Oh. And that, the Triumph Raiden, Raiden is a... Uh, Dan. Oh, right. Oh, oh. Mm. 
Yeah, I've got, you know, Raiden is, through Parts Unlimited, they've done a whole series of Raiden jackets and Raiden, Raiden pants and Raiden gloves and Raiden panties and, and everything, right? So they're, they're fucking cool. I mean, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. But again, this is... Is this that, is is that named because they were raiding the parts bin to make it? Said, yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> look, I bought the raiding. I bought the raiding off-road trousers, and I bought the raiding off-road jacket. And you know, they got all the the good foam armor and whatnot in them. And then I realized the first time I went out riding in my raidings, and it rained, <laughs> I was in bad shape because there's zero waterproofiness. Ah. So this stuff is no waterproofing. So the Raiden gear is purely for it's bloody fucking hot out, but I want my armor with me and it is never going to rain. And I made the mistake. I got all this cool stuff. I was like, oh, this is really good. And I went out riding in it and it just, it is, (laughs) it offers none, not even a hint of waterproofosity. And I was so angry at it because why would I have riding pants in my world ever that aren't waterproof? Right. Yep. And I will tell you, I, I had wet pieces, yeah, twigs and berries, all adequately watered. Wedding tackle. Yes. Oh, it was so fucking, it was not great. But so, yeah, Raiden. And that's the, so this is the dromedary. Dromedary, of course, means camel, right? And so this is the Triumph Tiger 800C that they did. And one of the reasons that you can call it a dromedary is it has extra gasoline um, hanging off of it. Now, this is not a real real, real off-road motorcycle for what for racing off-roads. It's a stylized, fun thing, but it sure does look fun with the big roto packs and stuff on the side of it with extra petrol in them. And, you know, this exhaust is probably not what I would call um, large, large rock rated. That's, that's yeah. eBay. Well, you know, the, the bash plate on this is more of a cosmetic feature. Yeah. Well, and look at the 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 silencer itself is like the stinger. Yeah, tube a little cocktail shaker on the back there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a little cocktail shaker on the back. But it's still, I think it's fun to look at. Sure. Yeah, it's fun fun to look at. Super cool, super neat. Bus accidents are cool to look at too. Exactly <laughs> right. This is true. <laughs> I've I have absolutely no no problem riding this bike. I do think that certain parts of this motorcycle are um, aggressive to a fault. Mostly being anybody who's ever ridden in the sand or the dirt knows that having two gigantic disc brakes. On the front, having two fucking monstrous rotors on what could be a 19 or 21-inch front dirt bike tire is probably dangerous. This is a motorcycle where if you two-finger that front brake, you are going to disappear into the sand, right? They're going to find just that little cocktail shaker sticking up. <laughs> That'll be it. Going pop, and pop, maybe pop, one pop, of your pop. boots. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that might be the most aggressively overbraked dirt bike. The guy riding this bike I've is not wearing boots. Yeah. He's not wearing gear at all. Anybody <laughs> else got a, um, a news item? It does have a nice flat perch on the front that you can warm your food up by those giant hella headlamps. Yeah. <laughs> you, could get your di- you could get your dinner up there warmed up real good because they got that perfect platform. It's an adventure in, bike, so they had to add a schnabel. Well, in lieu of a fender, it's got a, a, a cargo deck. Yeah. Yeah. But again, be careful of where you put your cargo decks because if you put your cargo decks in front of your headlights, I'm going to call you stupid. I like that they used a, a European jerry can. Yeah, they grafted it to the yeah, top. Yeah, so they, they used a European, uh, not the proper World War II spinner top, but the donkey dick um, flip-over style um, with a little air vent on it. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So that's neat. It's a fun, that's a fun, you know, build concepty kind of cool thing. Yeah, I like that bike a lot. Dromedary. Cool. Anybody else got anything else? 
Mm-hmm. 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 Um, we had, I almost had a taker on the fucking Justin Bieber today. So I, you guys, ah. I'm, I'm getting close. We're, I'm very close to putting other parts on it at this point. Um, we, we just don't know the right way to get that bike out of here. I think what you got to do is you got to have Renee on a code. Ah. And at the right time, she just puts on baby, baby, and then it all comes together. <laughs> I don't and think that's like, the selling ah. point of the fucking bike. That's the problem. <laughs> I think the I think the 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 thing that you've got to do on that bike is run away from Justin Bieber part of it as much right. as humanly yeah, possible. It's the other way around, right? And and just be like, no, this is the whatever you know, like just give it the you know, this is the uh, the polar bear rescue bike, right? No, I mean, everybody likes polar bears. Ice Age, you could put that little fucking Ice squirrel, Age, put on squirrel thing yeah. on the side. <laughs> Fuck it, right on, I man. I might buy it with that. Anything on. you want, but not the way it is. If, I they, if the Indians win it. the World Series, and you should just put a couple stripes to make it look like a baseball, and sell it as the oh, Bieber, because he's a he, you know he would be oh, yeah. very what? popular right then. Josh Bieber, whatever the fuck his yeah. name is, the pitcher dude. I whatever, didn't even yeah. know. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, but the that's pitcher, cool. Like their pitcher is something Bieber. All right, right on, right so on. Are the fans of him Beliebers too? Yeah, I didn't know. I had no idea. I doubt that. Probably not. Yeah. I don't but I'm just saying, just make a stitching. Put like yeah. stitching on it. Right. No, that's a really good idea because it's a white. That's another. Yeah, option. that's a that's a fun thing you do. Sell baseball stitching. Cracker Jack on the back. Do you know what? I got red seats right there that'll fit on the bike. So we'll put the red seat on it. We'll put oh. a red stitching vinyl on it. It looks like a fucking baseball. There you go, man. Oh, that's fucking genius. Boys of Summer shit. Yeah, Guardians first year. We get a hot dog sponsorship. Tito needs a new bike anyway. Oh, Tito does need a new bike. Yeah, Tito's uh, Tito's henchman came in today and bought a battery or yeah something. Yeah, he came in and (laughs) henchman. Yeah, but. He has a buddy or what? He has a hand. You know, a a step and fetch it. Uh, uh, What do you call those? Like a henchman, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. When they clinched, when they clinched the division, yeah, and I was watching, and he was smiling, and he was so happy. Yeah, it he was. Like, be. It was, but no, I mean, I, I felt really. It was the best part of watching the whole thing is that guy smiling and being yeah. as happy as he was. That's oh, cool. for sure. I mean, so he's had to choose some shit, right? Right. But the fun thing is, we've. Um, the first bike he bought from us was a lightly used Buddy 125. And so here's a picture of him riding the yep. Buddy 125 underneath the stadium, right? Mm-hmm. So he's riding it in the catacombs beneath the stadium, and, and he just fucking rode this thing everywhere. And really, he's the general manager of the, the Indians, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what this guy does. And he is an extremely nice guy, but I guess he's also, for a guy that just signed last year a $4 million contract for one year, I guess he's also tighter than a frog's asshole um, <laughs> that, that he will not spend any real money. So we sold him this buddy. So he got, he got the buddy and everyone associates it with him. In fact, other people have bobbleheads. His bobblehead has oh. him on a buddy <laughs> scooter, which I think is fucking uh, hilarious cool. that Terry Francona's bobblehead is him on a bike. Oh. I sold him. Right, yeah, that's which cool. is pretty fucking cool, right? Do you have one? Did he at least get you, you one? one. Get, yeah, I got a bobblehead. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. a bobblehead for him. Uh, but it is a very, very funny thing that you know Tito Francona's Terry Francona's thing. It's very, very funny that this thing, you know, this scooter, the man doesn't have a Vespa. When we met him, he was riding a fling poo. No, <laughs> for real. 
like you know he was riding a fling poo uh it's really it's a like a 50 cc thunder turd and he's riding that bike around and he came in he's like yeah can you guys fix it and i was like dude it is not fixable it is trash and he's like well what do you have and i was like oh i got you did say you're the general manager of the indians right let me show you where the money stays and he was like what's that and i said oh it's a it's a lightly abused lightly crashed buddy for about 1200 bucks i'll take it (laughs) and then he wouldn't buy a new one so you see all these pictures with him riding his buddy onto the red carpet at places and everything else this guy's done more stealthy promotion for Genuine Scooter Company with the with him insisting on riding a buddy scooter when he could properly fuck Justin Bieber. You know, <laughs> this guy's Terry Francona. He could ride any goddamn thing he wants, but it is hilarious that he's been so loyal. Yeah, so his, his henchman came in the other day and was like, yeah, um, the first call we got was, can you send, and I love when people do that, can you send somebody down here to the stadium to work on Terry's buddy? No. <laughs> Depends on how good his buddy looks. <laughs> and, and, I understand what you need, but what are you offering? Right. Because I'm going to leave my business and jump in my truck and drive out there to clean your carburetor or install a battery or something at the stadium. Doesn't the Cleveland Guardians baseball organization own like a pickup truck? I know they own a fleet of semis and buses because they go all over the goddamn world just to go to their winter home that's a fleet of 18-wheelers that all say Cleveland Guardians down the side of them. So I know you have the means to get one of your $21 an hour groundskeepers to jump into something resembling a pickup truck, put the buddy in the back of it, and bring it here because I'm working harder for my small amount of money than you are (laughs) for your $4 million a year. So here's a deal. You get it here, and I'll fix it for you, just like you're a person. (laughs) <laughs> I'll treat you like any one of my other customers. Right. No, but can you come here and fix it? No. No, 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 no. And I hope the doctor doesn't come to your house to cut off your polyps and your hemorrhoids, right? This isn't ye oldy times. Yo, you go to the goddamn hospital and have that done, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, but I guess when you're privileged, that's the way life works. So eventually, they didn't come, they didn't bring the bike here. But like we said, the minion showed up and like had a battery in his hand because somebody who works there that like fixes the lawnmowers or something was like, yeah, you need a battery. Well, and let's talk about buddy batteries are two fucking screws. I know. Floor. Like, I know. Like, yeah. And they were going to have me leave my shop right. and drive all the way down to the ballpark, go under the stadium, argue with security. I've done it before. Well, I'm just saying we should clarify because there yeah. are some scooters where you have to take the whole goddamn nose of no, the scooter apart. No, not a buddy. Not a no, buddy. No, no, no. In fact, it's if you ask of... nicely, a buddy will just leave it on the floor for you, <laughs> right? <laughs> but you'd have got there and then discovered it needed a battery and probably had to come all the come way back, back to yeah. pick up a battery and then go all the way back down again. Right. Nice. And how much profit would I have made uh, on a seventy nine dollar yeah. battery? Squatoosh. Right? Squatoosh. Right. Squatoosh. Whatever the number was, it would have a minus the, sign before yeah. it. <laughs> the eternal adoration and love of oh. the Cleveland Guardians baseball organization. Not really. Yeah. Would you but, care how much about? Well, and I like the he, <laughs> so this is the thing is one of the minions was like, Oh, well, you know, if if whoever comes down here and brings these in, I can set you up with a couple of tickets. And I was like, You are barking up the wrong tree, pal. Yeah. You are seriously. Does that have a motor? Is that a hockey team? To me, the idea of going into that building, that stadium, 
and being trapped in there with $17 beers and $14 hot dogs is my definition of fucking hell. And being forced to watch millionaires chase a small ball around the field and then (laughs) complain about it when they're done like lightly raping somebody. Right. <laughs> they just crashed. You know, they just crashed their Porsche while they were raping a 17 year old. Right. Give them a five million dollar contract. I'm not going well, in that two place. Two hundred thirty million dollar contract. I'm not going in there to watch a 25 year old privileged piece of shit. Make right. money on my $14 hot dog. And, and in a stadium that without being asked about it, we had to pay for with our taxes and other things. Also true. Thank you very much. <laughs> did, did, yeah. I, did I sell you my theory on restitution for the name change? Okay. So the Cleveland Indians, yeah. long and storied name, and I don't think anybody genuinely took offense at it. No. It was apart from somebody right on idiot decided that it wasn't correct. We had to change it. Right. So they took the crummy Guardian things yeah. off a bridge in Cleveland, right. and that's what they named it after. Right. So if they're going to do that and put, inflict that as the name on the team, right. why don't we take those stupid Guardian statues down and put statues of Chief Wahoo up there? Actual factual Indians. <laughs> yeah. We could actually great, put... We could actually put tribal leaders from the tribes who lived here even better. that yeah. we murdered and took them. their land from. Yeah. And yeah. that and would be them. an honest tribute yes. to yeah, absolutely. a town that we have, we have acknowledged the Cuyahoga river, yep. the Huron river, like everything in this area has remarkable native roots, right? It really and, does. And dead right. It right. Though as well. Yeah. And because that's part of acknowledging you know, when Columbus came through and on behalf of the Spanish mm-hmm. murdered every goddamn buddy, right? He didn't he didn't honor them so much as to say, like, oh, well, you know, there's so you know, there there's a lot there once you get past the savages, you know. <laughs> well, I think that if you're going to say that and you're if you're going to say like I do feel really strongly, like if you've got a Native American casino and every single person that works there is a Native American you know, person that lives in the reservation or lives in that area. And they want to say like, yeah, we're Indian people. We work at this Indian casino and that we're in an Indian, the shit out of it. Right. That's rock on. That's great. That's cool. I will, I'll call them native American. I'll call them first nation people. I'll I'll do everything because now I do understand that, you know, just because a fucked up Italian guy working for the Spanish (laughs) misidentified India and said these people that were here first are Indian. You can't do that, can you? But you did. <laughs> I will not honor, I will not honor a dipshit. Look, they are Native Americans. Yep. They're First Nations people. Absolutely. Are they Indians? I've got a whole country full of people that disagree. They don't think that those people are Indians. Not at all. They know where India is. They live in India. Well, what's your, what's your motto? When you ask somebody, dot, not feather, right? We we cool. (laughs) Yeah. Dot, not feather. We cool. Because that's exactly it. Being from this part of the world. Yes. Columbus fucked up a lot of different ways, right? He did. He couldn't rip off his own government. He had to rip off a different government, but he did. He lied about everything. He basically put a lot of people to death by his own stupid incompetence. He named four different places that he thought were America that weren't. He basically fucked his way up the coast and every single person, every person he ever met died kind of a bitch. Right. And I am all for taking away like Columbus day parades and everything else. I, I take it away. 
If you want Christopher Columbus to be the, the patron saint of the Italian people, yeah, do some more research, right? That's like people who like worship Scarface and think that that's like a, a documentary, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> stupid fucking people, right? But yeah, it, if you want to walk around and be like, yeah, Indians, I'm going to be like, yeah, in India. Yeah. Cool. Rock on. Oh, and, that would be awesome, man, if the stadium served curry. <laughs> And fucking had, like, oh, all good Indian well, shit, Get dude. beyond it. That was yeah. great. Great. Fucking great. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. That's exactly right. Right. A That's proper a- curry, though. Like, fucking proper. Look, I have zero problem with that. Yeah. I think it's great. Me Bunch too. of guys on six right. hours outside the gate when yeah, you get it in. Yeah, It'd be really yeah. cool. Yeah. You could stand a good bazooki. Big Madala <laughs> shit hanging out. Yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. There's um, a certain pleasure in knowing that everybody you've ever fucked died. I know. I know. It's magical. It's magical. And to be celebrated for that shit. Like, you know, what did you do? Oh, you know, I, I, I did pretty good. And started a company, you know. That's cool. What did you do? Oh, I almost eliminated an entire race of people <laughs> from five different cultures. Get the fuck out of here. You did just you personally? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, boats, you know, boats and people and yeah. other people too. Diseases. Yeah, we we just went in and just fucked everything up like super bad wow and they paid you to do that Mm, well we had to bring some shit back and prove it was fun you know right nobody did it because we said we had a bad time but but killing the babies was super fun oh my my god man like (laughs) when you travel or when you travel around like the eastern seaboard of the united states and the islands that are out there and everything else and you witness kind of how this guy that couldn't read a map to save his ass basically just fucked cultures up the coast yeah. and then invited all of his friends to come over and just fuck the whole bottom part of our country up. <laughs> you got to say, like, I mean, I'm the, not... The Spanish, pretty I mean, yeah. they did their yeah. whole thing, too. Yeah. Ta-da! Yeah. Right. I'm going to tell you, when people are like, oh, Christopher Columbus was Italian, yeah, but he was being paid by the Spanish. Oscar, you don't <laughs> you don't speak, speak Inca, do you? Nine. <laughs> but but that's like you, you could be like yeah, Mayans, nope, nope, gone. Incas, nope. Incas, gone. They're Toltec, pretty sure that they gone. all died from the diseases they brought over. And yeah, they did. Yeah. Well, no, a lot of them got stabbed. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. But they're saying like if you stab <laughs> people, there's still going to be one or two people left. Yeah, yeah. They're they're still finding. The cannons didn't help. No, no, but but right. they, I'm serious. I think yeah, what did more damage was yeah. the disease. Of course, it just, that's why there's like towns just gone. Like this, the buildings are still there, and they're just finding them now. Smallpox blankets. Yep. You don't think we came up with that idea on our own? Like that oh, wasn't yeah. just like American, you know, old Americans going like, you know, we can use germ warfare. It's a great idea. I just had no. Just look at anywhere the <laughs> Europeans went, and just like whole cultures of people died. Yeah. You know, and by the way, oh, you've got gold. That's pretty interesting. Gold's nice. Gold's. Can I take your entire culture, all of your culture, your gods, everything you believe in? Can I melt that down and put it on our culture's crucifixes and shit like that and send it back to the the, the old country? Right. Because that's what fucking happened. And you look at that and you're like, we should celebrate these guys. <laughs> that was awesome. That's great. <laughs> I'm going to go to the Columbus Day Parade. Oh, yeah. What are you going to do? I, I might burn down a whole neighborhood <laughs> while I might just to respect the man, just to, you know, to I live mean, in his image. if it's low income <laughs> exactly. and it's blighted <laughs> and you plan on building something really nice there. Fair afterwards. enough, dude. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. And that's why the city of Columbus, Ohio is not one of the only cities that's considering changing things. Oh, really? Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> They want to call it Flavortown. Look, <laughs> they do. 
Do you know about that, right? <laughs> they want to bring in the fucking spiky hair guy. And they want to rename Columbus Flavortown. Oh, no, you're not lying. No, I'm not lying. Oh, it's funny as hell. Really? Look, uh, yeah. But but again, if you just realized right now, like you're like, wow, you know. But growing up here in the town of Hitler was always nice. It was great. You know, the streets are paved. They plow the, they plow the snow on time. Yeah. There's, you know, there's it's, parades. It's, it's all cool. the time. Right. That's I'm it. just going to wrap myself in willful ignorance. Exactly. I right. love Christopher right. Columbus. I love him. He's a good guy. And that's exactly. Was it wasn't for him? I we're going to go here. to the Columbus Day Parade. We're going to have a Columbus Day. We're going to have a Columbus statue. No, actually, we could have been. Well, we were discovered by people a couple of hundred years earlier that had boats that came from a more northern region. <laughs> Who were openly out to rape and pillage. That was their job. <laughs> and a lot well, of them were on mushrooms. It was on the CV, wasn't it? it, was, like, it was this exactly is our, this hey, is our wonder, job description. They used to get pumped up on mushrooms before they raped and pillaged, man. Can you imagine tripping balls and, and raping and pillaging? That's oh, the takeaway yeah, for dude. Sleepy. Right. Yeah. It was cactus right. they were using. I don't care. They were fucked up on something, man. Like, okay. That's all I'm saying. And that's the sale point for Sleepy. Yeah. I'm like, like, meanwhile, can Norwegian, you imagine? I'm in. Fucking like, You're like... You know, you're whatever tribe is stationed, like you're whatever tribe's living on the eastern seaboard, yeah. and you know you're up in the up in the Maine area or whatever, and like you see these boats coming, and they're like moving to close to the shore, like yeah, see that? Yeah, I see that. The boats, yeah, the boats, yeah. Don't look like our boats. No, not like our boats at all. A bunch of pointy things coming off of them. Yep, and a bunch of people rowing them. Yep, lots they, of horns. They don't sound happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. How long till you think they get here? They move along pretty good. I can good. see a Monty Python movie doing this exact Dude, thing. It's man. fucking scary as hell. <laughs> and when you think about it, you're like, well, you know what we should do? We should go get some food and stuff. So when they get, they're probably going to be hungry. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. set them up. Let's set them up. Yeah. Nothing works better than setting somebody up. Be like, hey, put on your going to town clothes. Right. Get out the fucking nice china. Bring it on, man. <laughs> like, let's welcome. Yeah. And what happened? Not good things. No. Not great things. Not awesome. A lot of it screaming. wasn't. But what it wasn't though was it wasn't the mass extermination that came from the Spaniards at the hands of the Italian guy who had something to prove for the misadventures he'd had and spent all the other money on. So he had to, he had to really put, you know, really, really put a fucking cherry on top of this one. And that's what's funny is like, yeah, you don't, you don't have Viking cultures that came in and moved west and, and raped and pillaged and stole land and did everything else. They just kind of stayed by the shore because they didn't like getting, apparently, they didn't like getting too far away from the water. Right. Well, his yeah. only redeeming quality, though, I guess you can give it to him, is when he invented the motorcycle. So that was cool. Because <laughs> this is a motorcycle podcast. We had to bring it back. When he invented the motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, when he invented the motorcycle. Yeah, I just, again, the, the Indian motorcycle's got an Indian right on the front of it. Oh, no. Come on. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Full circle, right? Yeah, right. it's yeah. a motorcycle podcast. <laughs> uh, hold on, I'm going to go out and get on my chieftain. Right. There you go. Yeah, I'm going to hop on my chieftain real quick and take a lap around Cuyahoga River. Right. Yeah, in Ohio. Yeah, yeah no shit. It's everywhere. Yeah. But again, you don't see too many. You don't see too many Native Americans working at that Indian factory there, cranking those fuckers out. No. Yeah. We went to the Guardian Building in Detroit, and it has some yep. of the same type of sculptures yep. of the Cleveland Guardian. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Peggy says no relation. I don't believe it. It looks I like don't the same. It. it does the Somebody, Art Deco. Yeah, it, it looks the same, and it's the same cool. era. You're, you know, you're in that that 1930, 1929 era of construction, and yeah, it does look really similar. 
We spun yeah. the old wheel, hit the button. Hey, it went up to the 32nd floor. You did? Yeah, that oh, was that's nice. that's cool. That's really, really it was neat. really cool to be up there. And there was a huge, it's like a huge ballroom. And it's all Art Deco. I love like, this. We talk about ancient American architecture from the 1930s. 30s. <laughs> <laughs> But it's kind of like Aztec anything, yeah. in, in yeah. like, it's all like these little blocks. Like, yeah. Oh, the style is really like that, that we were talking about, mm-hmm. about the Inca style and the Aztec style and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was really popular in those shapes. You know, those were. It is the Cathedral of Finance. It was built oh. right, it, it was completed right at the end, at the, at right the in time for this. Right at the same time for the stock market yep. crash. Yep. Right. Yeah, and the Fisher Building in Detroit's the same way. We, You're like, we you, also went to the Fisher Fisher Building. We also cruised by the Masonic Temple on Temple. I was going to ask, yeah. which you go to the Fisher Building. We didn't go to the Fisher yeah. Building with Piper. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. This year, I heard they're giving this. Like it used there to. There were no signs of the theater bazaar no. at all. Oh. Like I was like, eh, maybe there's like a sign up. There. They don't need a sign. No. No. In so fact, that they, is the the Masonic Temple mm-hmm. on Temple Street. Yep. So there's the temple part over there, which is still like, but you're talking like Theater Bazaar is in that like one little box of boarded up thing, right? Or no? No, it's, no, the, it's whole building. the whole building. That whole building. Yeah. Eight, eight floors? Yeah, there's very little of the building. Uh, this beautiful, ridiculous, yep. gothic uh, architecture that it is. Mm-hmm. But there, you're not, when we're there, we don't get access to every square inch of the building. Right. But what we're doing in the building takes up depending on how you count it, eight or nine floors mm. of the building, uh, because it's Masonic, so there's three fives and sevens everywhere. Like, you don't necessarily have things that line up, yeah. right? So you can't we be didn't, like... We didn't have yeah. time to go in. It's a really, really good tour. Um, yeah, very good very good tour. Beautiful building. Yeah, and it's yeah. absolutely gorgeous. Piper was really into mm-hmm. it, because we had talked about... Uh, we'd gone through a whole deep dive on secret cultures. Yeah, secret, secret societies. societies. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some beautiful theaters inside, and I, then there's some other stuff that's derelict and, and needs to be reworked. But my grandpappy was an odd fellow. Yep. Yeah. Mm. It's it is amazing when you look at this room, and you look at and you look at that, and you're like, oh, that's 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 very that's very majestic. It's very you know maybe medieval even, you know, and it got the arches and the flying buttresses, and you're like, yeah. When we go to this thing, <laughs> it is laughing. a fucking dungeon. <laughs> like they Satan the shit out of this oh, yeah. room. Uh, oh, when yeah. you oh, see yeah. what happens to that building, <laughs> this building gets a pure fucking devilish makeover. The building becomes horrifying, and it is every Rob Zombie fever dream oh, yeah. ever. It's epic. And it is, yeah, it's one of those things where you're just, when, when you kind of get into, you know, the theater bizarre mindset, when you kind of Booby jam and forgot it, her right? name, Roxy, Roxy, Roxy yeah. delight. Roxy yeah. yeah. So when you get yeah. into theater bizarre stuff and there's Zombo in the background, mm-hmm. um, you, uh, that building, you just, even from the outside of it, when you are approaching it, it sends chills down your fucking spine because they have fire eaters and stuff outside. There's 40 foot columns of flame out there. And it's just like, Oh God, we're going in that fucking building and the building from the outside already looks haunted. And then you get inside and realize they replaced 20,000 light bulbs with red and orange light bulbs. And they have their own power distribution system because they don't rely on the hundreds of years old electricity in the building. They bring in their own power. So the, amount of effort that it takes to pull this off and 
when I do this, uh, they have elevators and I take the elevators up and some of the elevators are the old Kachunka Chunka elevator operators, the fun stuff, mm-hmm. hauling ass and then stopping and like, <laughs> it's really cool. But I take elevators up and then I walk down the stairs. Mm-hmm. And for me in a night, getting in there at about 7 p.m. and getting out of there at about 3 a.m. or 4 a.m., it's 30,000 steps. Wear your comfortable fucking shoes. And when you get into, there's rooms for everything. There's Mm -hmm. peep show, burlesque. There's one called the Fistatorium. I don't need to tell you what happens there. It's pretty fucking (laughs) obvious. But what you're seeing here, this one picture kind of wraps up the spirit of Theater Bazaar. Because it's fucking crazy. Normal people don't look like that. But that's everybody. Yeah. That's every fucking buddy. So if I go there, I'll be handsome and skinny? No, you just lean into it, dude. Oh, okay. Lean into it. Yeah, yeah. Like, lean into it. Like, whatever yeah, you that think. fist. Lean into that fist. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, more, the more you push back, yeah. the worse it feels. You just got to roll They call it. him the Crisco kid. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's definitely one of those one of those hilarious things. And it is, it is in you know, in a lot of people's opinion, it's the greatest Halloween party on the planet. And it is. And it's it's just... God damn. It's yeah. a lot of fun. How it fa- is a it sells lot out fun. real fast, doesn't it? Oh, it sold out already. It sold out already. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. There it's a very it's a very weird, weird thing, but the joke is pretty simple. It's like you can't out weird it. No. Like there's no way that you could ever do some shit at Theater Bazaar and somebody be like, No, <laughs> dude, we gotta draw the line. No. Because this that right there, that that creepy fucking white faced clown, that's the staff. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that's the guy who's going to tell you police up your trash. That's that's the guy that's going to be like making sure like oh oh you need the bathroom. It's over there. But he won't say it like that. No. He's going to fuck you up. Like <laughs> yeah. It's it's going to be within 30 minutes you're like this is the best thing in the world or I need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like screw the money for the ticket. I'm that's getting where, out of here. That's where I got taste in the nipples. Yeah, it's it's absolutely true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Taste? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's the house band. Yeah. So it's it's a very, very interesting experience. This guy, you'll turn oh, around yeah. and that guy will be right there all the time. Like that dude seems to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then there's a woman that's about four foot tall and she never comes off her, like she's on her fours, all fours the entire time. She's just red. Her whole body's just red. And you look down and realize she's feral. Like she'll bite you. <laughs> and she's terrifying. But you just, you're walking around and all of a sudden you're like bump into something and you look down and she's just like, and you're like, fuck me, man. Just yeah. like, and that's, and that's like. Probably not cool to kick her. No, don't do that. That's her right oh, there. there. she is. Yeah, yeah, there she is. Yeah. And it's terrifying. It's an amazing show. Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. And you just, you never, when you're there, it, it takes you a while to realize when you get out of there that it's not happening anymore that it's, mm. it's, it's done. It's over. And it's, it's t- there. She is again. Yeah. Yeah. Watch her. She's fucking scary. Right. Where yeah. do you park your motorcycle? So <laughs> I've done, I've ridden the motorcycle there. I've done that before. And, uh, the one year I stayed at the, the casino, that's like not even a half mile away. So you park in the parking deck of the casino, motorcycles fine up there and then stay at night in the hotel and uh, all that's good, but the uh, yeah, she's my favorite actually. The one with the uh, little uh, teddy bear thingy, that girl. Yeah, yeah, she does the stilts and whatnot and yep. all that, that crazy shit. Yep, and also does the roller skates. Yep, and yeah, there are some 
artists and performers. Oh, okay. When you say she does the roller skates. She goes on <laughs> roller skates <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> yeah, go watch YouTube videos, Theater Bazaar, look that shit up. Uh, it, it's, it's cool. It's fun. That's what it used to look like. Uh, the girl with the bow and arrow. Yep. She's she amazing. Shoots bow and, she shoots a, a bow and arrow with a very specific part of her body. That you shouldn't use to shoot a bow and arrow. Mm -hmm. Enough said. That's mm -hmm. it. We're going to let you guys have fun with that one. Yeah. Rock out. Is that her quiver? <laughs> yeah. And on that, my friends, remember to ride fast and take chances. John. Bump, 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 bump,